Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I'm doing first. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call in the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 10th of January, 2016. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as, as the White Wolf. Whenever you're ready, brother. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, I noticed Falcon do... Uh... Are you uh, identifying more with the red tail as uh, the red tail hawk in the falcon family or the peregrine uh, falcon do? He's saying it's pretty windy up there. Yeah, I see that. That's why I was asking if he identified uh, or they identified with the peregrine or the red-tailed hawk. Um, that's my spirit bird. And, uh, man, those red tails, they bed up around me all the time, them and the sparrowhawks. And then when I'm over on the Sabine at uh, Deweyville, we've got uh, the red tail, the peregrine, the sparrow, and the, uh, um, what they call the fish hawk. It's a, um, oh, uh, it's a modern, I mean, uh, offspring. <laughs> okay, that's good enough. Yeah, that falcon is a, a symbolic bird in the sense that it implies one that has a quick mind that can see uh, far and understand uh, quickly because a falcon is really the fastest bird there is. And it, like the uh, eagle and the uh, owl, has tremendous vision day or night. Outstanding. It's a good name. Ties back to Horus, the golden divine falcon in ancient Egypt. As a matter of fact, Horus, uh, as the son of Isis, would be equated to what they're calling the man Jesus in the New Testament, uh, son of Mary. And um, it's the same story that's told over and over and over. And in reality, it's not really referring to, say, a man per se, but it is um, an aspect of the enlightened conscious mind that... Uh, like the fellow said, you know, a lot of people, they don't know that any longer. That's been removed so far from their knowledge to, uh, to kind of have to wake them back up. Yeah, Sandra, when you first started speaking, uh, 
I guess the way that Mike was coming across, it almost sounded like MJ, uh, Michael Joseph, uh, was talking. But I, I assume that you're doing pretty well down It's kind of chilly up uh, up here at the farm, and I'm sure it is down there where you are. Um, I know that uh, Jacob and Misty and Danny down at uh, Johnson's Bayou on the coast by Chenier, um, it got a little windy and pretty heavy-duty thunderstorms, and... Uh, Consequently, a pretty good rain coming off of the Gulf. So, uh, we just got a good rain and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing out of the way, and it came in squalls. And uh, I would imagine that's what's going on up north. Well, I've I seen it move on up through Tennessee and the Carolinas and on over into the Midwest. And, and that Arctic Express was coming down. and that's why they're getting all that snow up there, that Arctic Express and uh, the El Nino cross uh, uh, country uh, um, ship from the El Nino draft coming into Mexico and California on the west coast. And then because of that being a low, it sucks in the uh, moisture off of the Gulf. Well, by the time you get all three of them combined, them folks up north can catch some serious uh, hello. Tell you one thing, uh, I had sent that knowledge out on ED. Shawnee kept asking me to uh, write out a deal on the can. It prints out at about two pages, a full two pages. <laughs> and uh, Eric, uh, I believe it's Frankie, as Wade would pronounce it, up in New York, had sent me another uh, addendum to go with it. Um, and it was on the story of water and, uh, you know, why dehydration was one of the main causes for people having pain and sickness and stuff like that. And um, I can really identify with that. That's why uh, one of the reasons why people drink alcohol so much is because uh, if you drink regular water, the den um, or the surface tension is so high that by the addition of alcohol, you could drop it down to 18 to 22 dine, and uh, it'll uh, penetrate the uh, the cells and uh, and saturate. So that's why a lot of people drink alcohol with ice and stuff like that in it, or alcohol with water. Um, nothing else. It's a damn good excuse. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, throw some questions or something up in the air there. I'm just kind of going to coast and, and play hit the ball. We'll see what the thunder happens. There's a lot of things that can be coming down the pike right now. And um, you'll go to meditating and start seeing your situation already completed. Or if you need an answer, request uh, a solution to a situation and keep programming it. And um, uh, Spotted Owl came in yesterday, my grandson, and 
Jacob and I sat and talked for quite a while. And so he was getting a refresher on, on what he was doing. And uh, he wanted to know, he said he's noticed that within three to five days, if he'll start doing it, he'll get some kind of an answer or something to show him that, you know, he's in the right path and everything's working. And I said, that's correct. And uh, But uh, he's waiting on his start. That's pretty good, 18. And uh, they're going to start him at uh, between eight, a little over 18 an hour and per diem. I'm not sure what the per diem is, but uh, um, I know uh, Sigmisty is what making 34 and 75. So 34 an hour and 75 a day in per diem. Danny's making way a hell more than that. But... Uh, Yeah, uh, Silent Mind, that's that's real good, Truth Bug. Uh, matter of fact, it's on the deal. I'll do my best to capture it tonight when I capture the call. Um, and uh, Anything that works. Silva's method works, and really, Silva and uh, Krishna Marita uh, is going to be... Uh, very similar in certain instances. It's just that we learned how to direct the mind and use it to uh, to work for us. And uh, so that was really kind of the difference that is there. But the babbling monkey, you'll learn to control it. And that's probably what you're calling uh, the silent mind. Something uh, kind of like in Zen Buddhism or uh, TM, Transcendental Meditation. All you have to do is when a thought comes in and you're not open to it or you don't want it, just brush it away. Just tell it to leave. And after you've done that a few times, it'll get to where it'll stop. Uh, the sudden superconscious will say, okay, he don't want, he don't want to know. And uh, uh, he don't want this, you know, bugging him. It tells us to cast down every high-minded thing that exalts itself above the true word, the true knowledge of the ever-living. Well, it, it, it's really telling you a secret. See, when you say uh, the knowledge of Christ, Christ is this this illumined state in the pineal where you are sitting on the throne of the Creator. And so when you step into that realm... Uh, uh, that's correct. There are many roads that lead to Rome, <laughs> uh, many roads that lead to meditation. And uh, if you begin to do that, uh, you'll start dialing in and people, things, thoughts in the mind will come to you and give you directives that will help you enhance your meditation uh, and you'll be getting uh, uh, more, better, and easier results. And then eventually you'll get to where you could do open-eyed meditation a control, will, focused intent, and see, that's when, uh, when you're doing RV, uh, you're really wide-eyed. You're not, uh, you're not in a meditative state, and uh, you learn to disassociate. Um, um, just keep redirecting it to what you want, 
if they try to go somewhere, just pull it right back and direct it back to what you want. And um, and it'll do that for you, I will. And brother, again, I want to thank you for the conversation I had with you today. That really helped a lot. Thank you. Well, I'm glad I could help you, Jim. You know, it's a poor thing when you're with people and you can't help them. Um, yeah, breathing, breath control, that's something that will help you focus. See, like in Tai Chi, Qigong, Qigong. Or the Pakwa Chang, call it Bakwa or Bakwa. Um, it's a dragon walk. See, that's how uh, even in, say, Chin style, when you do what's known as Fak Jing, it's that explosive punch breath. And uh, you learn to manipulate and control the breath extremely uh, easily and very forcefully, and uh, you can generate great power. And see, I use that same type of methodology in healing where it says that the Messiah, uh, in the analogy, it said he breathed on them and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. But the word receive, there's the word take. In other words, you have to take the right mind, the divine mind, and begin to operate in it, and then you will see. And as you use it according to the knowledge of that formula or law, yod hey bob hey, then um, it will manifest uh, whatever sure or saving state you may require. So even if you're having a sexual relationship, your breathing is going to be uh, uh, ordered and directed, and uh, that's how you're going to maintain um, your ability to uh, maintain a longer state of uh, codice because what you're doing is that you're helping her extend uh, the mind, lengthening her tent cords uh, into the visionary state in the uh, agape love feast or the sacred bed. So, I mean, there's many, many secrets that are revolved around this type of knowledge. Oh, hey, Brother Ted. <laughs> Glad to see you. How you doing? The weather uh, still pretty good out there where you are, Ted? Yeah, I'm down. It should be showing up. Oh, my, my, my. Uh, Everything okay, brother? Yeah, I um, I had um, I had had a little pimple, uh, a way above about two inches above two and a half, almost three inches, two and a half inches above where that basal cell was on my nose, and they checked it out. That, that doctor said, man, that is pretty. It is just clear as a bell. And uh, one of the nurses said, did he do surgery on you? I said, oh, no, ma'am. I healed that myself using uh, frankincense. A friend of mine in seventh group uh, passed a five to me, 
And uh, I just uh, used that, and then I kept studying and researching, you know, and that's the way they do it in group. I mean, somebody knows something in group, they're going to pass a five to you. Watch one, do one, teach one, you know. I mean, that's the way it is. And uh, it took care of his basal, his melanoma on his back. Took mine off of there. But anyway, this little pimple come up, and uh, it was like two or three of them, but it had this itch right on my brow, more on the uh, my left side of the brow. And uh, it was kind of tender. And so uh, I took some... Uh, um, I thought I was grabbing my frankincense or uh, my uh, my wintergreen because you can alternate or mix a combination of them uh, in the essential oils. And uh, I grabbed one, and lo and behold, it was full-strength thieves. And when I put that across my brow <laughs> there, I went across both sides, about an inch, inch and a half wide all the way across. Friend, I am here to tell you right now, it was just like I got blistered. Uh, but uh, it it took about a week for it to go away. I I had to cut that stuff down quite a bit. Um, I made my own formula for the uh, essential oils with uh, I used cocoa butter, hundred percent, and uh, uh, pure raw uh, coconut uh, oil. And uh, then I added so much of you know the different types of of uh, essential oils that I wanted and built my base so that when I put it on and uh, we had been sitting there and, and uh, I had it on the stove when I was fixing it in the kitchen and something happened and it made that thing flip and I had a bottle that did not have a lid on it and it spilled about half out of that, that uh, what is that, a two ounce, a two ounce bottle, about half of a two ounce bottle. Man, that was an expensive shot, but no problem. And uh, the top of the stove and the burners and all was real clean. And B said, don't wipe that up. I said, well, I wiped it up on this clean dish towel here. Uh, and uh, what are you going to do? She said, well, I was going to put it on my arms and stuff. And I said, well, here, use this. And so she put it on her face and on her arms. And the next morning, uh, I was in, we sat there having coffee and grabbing the news. And she said, Gary, what else is in that that you, you fixed? I told her, and she said, man, she said, my face, she said, my face and arms is so smooth today. And I said, yeah, I said, that oil had uh, cocoa butter and uh, coconut oil. And I said, I told you to start using that, and you could take any stretch marks or um, uh, you know, dry skin, you can straighten it up because it's such a high emollient uh, rate to the coconut. And uh, with the essential oils, and no blemishes, you know, it just tunes everything right on up. She was real tickled. So, like Phyllis said, I'm glad. Oh, Shrink's in there. I hadn't seen him in a little bit. New York is on the call. I don't know if that is uh, Leela or, or Leah or if that's Matt. Um, I hadn't seen him in the last couple of weeks. And uh, they've probably been out of the pocket with their their uh, seasonals or whatever. And uh, But, uh, yeah, old brother Shrink's in there. 
and uh, you know, sometimes that's the best thing, shrink. Even the Mashiach in the analogy had to go off up into the mountains. He had to go into the high places and meditate along by himself in the analogy, um, implying that we have to pull away and separate ourselves to clarify our mind and, and reassess and focus our intent. So that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm glad to see you back around. Starting to drop in there. We've got Falcon Do, Dizzy One, Donaldson, Gypsy Four uh, Eyes for You, Iowa Hawk, Lane Man, Metatruth, Shrink Rat, Guest Ten, Three, Four, Nine, Truth Bug, uh, Texas, and uh, Northwest New York. Uh, I'm glad you're back too. <laughs> I wanted to pass the five to you. Uh, we had prayed for Carol um, Stracer, and they had already had her in hospice for almost a month, uh, from my understanding. And uh, after we run energy on her, I think it was early Monday morning, um, you know, uh, early Monday, you know, before sunrise, seemed like uh, she passed over, or it may have been Tuesday morning, but it's Monday or Tuesday. But she passed over, you know, just a pleasant transition. And uh, the thing that kept coming to me that was the real cause of the brain lesion or tumor uh, was that there was a bad tooth. So, folks, just as a reminder, if you have a bad tooth, I would either get the damn thing filled or pulled. Um, if you go get it filled, make sure they don't put a mercury amalgam in it, a silver mercury amalgam. And... Um, I wouldn't have a damn root canal, and for God's sakes, do not get an implant. Because uh, you get an implant, uh, that is, you have to have real, real good dental hygiene. See, uh, the Kappa Dututi, uh, Gaffer Don, uh, John Gotti, uh, had implants. And when they put him in prison, they uh, put him in the hole, and they wouldn't give him anything to really wash his mouth and do his dental hygiene. And so he got an infection in those implants, and that's really what killed him. And the Dapper Don. Like they're saying, many things are shaking and quaking. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the urine therapy can work. Uh, there's many things that you can do uh, shrink, but I'm telling you the truth. If you can, uh, uh, don't let them things go because the poison from the tooth will go either to your heart or to your brain or both. And uh, see, a lot of people, when they get... Uh, um, Myocarditis, that's what's happening, is that the plaque and stuff that's building up is causing nanoparticle infections uh, in, the, in, the, in the bloodstream. And uh, see, when you do uh, the nanoparticle uh, plaque, 
Um, and if you go high vitamin C and that formula that I sent out on ED, um, you'll find that, uh, one, if you have a big gut, you know, if you've got a tool shed, uh, if you'll stick to that for a week or so, uh, you're going to find out that the tool shed is going to start dramatically uh, reducing. Your bowel flow will come up, and um, it won't be, you know, depending on how bad the situation is, it may take a little bit, but uh, the palm, which is pomegranate juice, and uh, the other stuff that's in there causes the, the plaque to break down, and if you enhance uh, four to six thousand milligrams of a vitamin C, and see that's why a lot of people use a lemon. A lemon has got between sixteen and uh, sixteen to eighteen hundred milligrams of natural C, and so if they squeeze a lemon into a pint of warm water three times a day, and you know, uh, just say sixteen hundred times three, and that'll give you an idea how much uh, of a dose of vitamin C you're getting, plus the lithium in it. Uh, enhances the electrical battery energy of the body, and it's also an alkalinizer. So uh, uh, that that's something to think about. Yeah. You know, I I remember Dad. Uh, Dad uh, was in San Antonio, and he come uh, to me and said, Gary. I got three teeth I want you to pull. And I said, well, Dad, we can go. He said, no. He said, my dad had some teeth that had to come out. And he called me. He said, Herbert, come here. He said, get that pair of pliers right over yonder, and I'm going to show you which ones to grab, and you pull them. And uh, he said, man, he said, I watched Dad. He said he was tough as a boot. And he said, and you're going to pull mine. <laughs> I said, I said, well, I said, uh, how about a good stiff shot of bourbon before we start this endeavor? And so he was, uh, he was, he was open to that idea. And uh, I pulled two of them, and one of them cracked about halfway. And um, so uh, I said, Dad, I said that last one is going to be a, a, you know, kind of tail twister with. It's cracked there. And I said, I have to be able to get a hold to it. I said, I happen to have a little bitty set of vice grips. Let me go find them, and uh, I'll clean them up and fix them. I said, we'll come back, and we'll just check that tooth and see if I can get a grip on it. Okay. So I got those vice grips, and we cleaned them, and I processed them, you know, so they wouldn't infect anybody or anything. And... Uh, I started messing with it and adjusting it to where I could get a hold of it. I knew I couldn't put too much pressure on it because I didn't want to shatter that tooth. You know, if you're a team medic, I mean, you do all this stuff on a team. I mean, you're the go-to. That's it. And uh, so I got a hold of it, and uh, I moved. I said, let me see if it'll hold, Dad. I said, just hold on. And uh, I too moved it just a little bit. When I realized it would, I jacked that thing out and, he said, well, when are you going to pull it? I said, here it is right here. And uh, so I had pulled three for him. But uh, you can also get yourself in a jam. Um, if it goes to bleeding, and what you prefer to do is see when the almanac tells you the signs are in the feet. And if they're in the feet, that's like when you castrate horses, cattle, sheep, whatever. 
if the sign is in the feet, they won't bleed to death on you. And so if they would uh, do surgery when the sign is in the feet, you wouldn't have the bleeding problems and stuff like that. But, see, then they couldn't sell you uh, uh, pints of blood or whatever. But uh, when you do that, um, you can take and have a tea bag and just soak the tea bag, get it wet, squeeze it out, and have it on standby. Once you pull that tooth, um, you take that tea bag and put it over it. And then take like maybe a tube of two gauze or something and put it on top of that, and you can clamp down on it and it'll hold. And the tannic acid in that tea bag will stop the blood clot uh, or make it clot off so it doesn't bleed free out, and it will also keep um, air and you from sucking on it because if you suck and you pop that mucosal plug out, brother, let me tell you, that's a bitch now. you got to pack that thing with odoform and stuff like that. But uh, this is the way around all that. Uh, and so you use that tea bag and you do that uh, that day and that night. And uh, consequently, uh, you know, you don't want to be smoking no cigarettes or nothing because every time you suck or you pull in uh, to inhale, you're putting pressure on that uh, uh, mucosal plug in that tooth. And you don't want that coming out because that seals it off so that the bone is not exposed in your mouth. And uh, I done dead that way. I mean, it took the uh, the soreness out. And, you know, I mean, he was just jam up. Uh, like I said, he was tough as a damn boot. Wow. Yep. If they're broke off, you're going to. But you don't do it because I'm here to tell you, if you don't, they will kill you quicker than just about anything. Because that poison from there uh, is a continual infection going into the... Uh, excuse me. Into the blood supply. And um, see, that's why when people get an abscess, that is a, a, an abscess or an infection at the root stem of the tooth. And uh, you can take uh, certain things, echinacea golden seal, um, and things like that. Uh, there is a product they used to call, uh, oh, hell, it was uh, in old-time stores, it was like a little package. And you could go get those packets in there uh, and put one on that tooth. What the hell was the name of that thing? Polaris packs, Polaris, P-O-L-A-R-I-S packs, and I am here to tell you, brother, that pull a, that pull an abscess out faster, and you can turn your head around. Yeah, that uh, that implant, uh, they're trying. A lot of them are wanting to do that crap now, but here's the deal. Last night on Coast to Coast, they had a real good deal with William Henry. And um, he's in Nashville. And um, he was talking to them about the fact that they're fulfilling uh, him and another guest, uh, that they're basically fulfilling all of the scriptural concepts uh, by means of electronics, you know, electronic this and that and different parts that they're replacing and putting in. And consequently, there was an individual that already had four or five implants, and uh, hell, he was ready to line up right then. He wanted to go ahead and get the full deal. 
which they schedule for uh, um, output to the to the people. Oh, probably in 2020. But here's the deal. If you're full of nothing but electronics, you're subject to whoever controls the off and on switch for that electronics. And the electronics aspect to perfect what they call humanity was the product of Enlil. But Inka is where the spirit aspect was. And they went on and he said, but the real power is when you learn to go inside. And he referred to the Merkaba and uh, the Maru Foundation, M-E-R-U Foundation. And uh, it will show you because that light energy is your light body. Well, if I had a cap, it would not be because it had a damn root canal. <laughs> I lost three tooth because a doctor in the military done a root canal, and I had all good teeth except this one he wanted to do a root canal on. And uh, he broke off the drill, uh, the root canal drill, uh, down in the very bottom of the root. He never said a damn thing. Well, when you looked on the on the uh, x-ray two days later, it was like, 500 Indians in there fighting. I mean, it was getting it on. And uh, we seen that down in there. Well, uh, they couldn't do anything right then. They wanted to wait till Monday morning. And lo and behold, here we were on the weekend. And, uh, man, that thing got worse and worse and worse. And so I went to Fort Sam to the ER uh, at Bamsey. And um, they called in an oral surgeon. And I told him, I said, this is what they've done. He said, man, so they took the x-rays. He said, wow, that one tooth blew out, and it infected that tooth and that tooth. He said, you're going to lose three teeth, two good ones, and that one right there because he broke that that drill off in there. And so uh, I had to help him pull my own three teeth, and uh, that broke me right there on root canals. I've known guys to get a tooth knocked out, and they would take that tooth and stick it back in the socket, a dead tooth, and that damn tooth would turn just as black as, as a piece of charcoal. And they would keep that thing for years, and uh, I'd hear them talk about they getting headaches and this and that and the other. What it was, that damn tooth was infected down in there, but because it was dead, it was letting the bacteria go down, you know, to the, to the bone, and... Um, Fortunately, they, they they pulled it out and it stopped it, you know, and nothing happened. They didn't come down with pyre or anything like that with it. But uh, stuff like that can really get to, uh, uh, it can really mess your program up. Truth Bug has put up a deal on there how to clean your teeth using MISWAC. And uh, they give you the YouTube uh, connection there uh, or search MISWAC uh, stick on eBay. Um I've helped people take and use a RAF generator or a signal generator and uh, knock the infection out of their teeth. Um, I've taken people and used the ion cleanse and pull enough of the infection out through their feet that uh, we could get them squared away. 
Well, I hope to hell you win it, damn it. I'll tell you what, before you go to pissing it off, and you better find out how to get you a trust or something. Put your money in a trust. Convert, uh, if you buy gold or silver, go straight to the U.S. Treasury or to the Treasury and buy it in million-dollar lots. And that way you can buy it wholesale just as if you were a broker. And uh, so, uh, I mean, uh, you got that kind of money. He'll probably put about five mil in uh and gold one ounce, uh, maybe another mill and half ounce pieces, and um, maybe uh, another mill and um, um, you know, uh, say uh, twenty dollar gold pieces or something on that order. And then uh, you might want to buy, uh, say, four or five mill and uh, and silver. They'll come in five hundred uh, to a to a case. Uh, and they'll be sealed and everything uncirculated with sealed sleeves or with pop cap sleeves inside, and uh, um, kind of kind of heavy. They weigh about fifty something pounds a box, and uh, so you're gonna have to have some, think about what you're gonna haul them in. Because I'm here to tell you, don't tell me you're gonna carry your Volkswagen down there and throw them in the back end. You that damn thing will be standing on his bumper. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when silver was pretty reasonable, and the guy went to uh, Dallas Gold and Silver Exchange before they moved to their present location. I knew a guy that was in there, and um, I taught a lot of people about, you know, buying, selling different things. And uh, this guy had went in and bought thirty-five thousand dollars. Well, hell, silver wasn't but four dollars an ounce at that time. And um, he bought thirty-five thousand in silver in brand new boxes, treasury boxes. And uh, he come up there in a little old trailer, and uh, he was going to have them load all that up. And they walked in there and looked at all that he bought, and tried to figure out how they could put it in that in that trailer. Hell, it wasn't going to fit. Uh, it wasn't no way that trailer couldn't haul that off. And uh, so, you know, different things like that. But get you some gold and silver to stand by. Um, find you a place that you can get off the grid. Get you some uh, um, a place that's got low tax structure, something that you can put in uh, um, solar panels, different things like that. And um tell you something. This global warming that they're talking about is a bunch of shit because this system is heating up and they're also heating the planet up using heart, trying to burn a hole in the dome. And um, that was the same thing they were doing with those high-yield megaton uh, nukes that uh, Russia and the U.S. was cranking up there. When they found out they couldn't blow a hole in it, it was just we really getting the feedback to fall out of the radiation. So they stopped. But... Uh, um, the heart uh, does similar to it because it creates that focus control point, you know, just it starts wide and narrows it down to where it just, you know, kind of like, uh, you might say, a, a, you know, a one-inch target. And so all that heat's being dispersed into that one-inch target. And um, you're heating stuff up. But see, all the planets are heating up right now anyway. And um, you're looking at... Uh, there must be a planet of crossing or something that's coming through the system. 
that causes it to heat up. And so the ancient texts say that that will do that very thing. But after you have that, and let's say that we have a uh, kill shot like we've seen in the military in special RV projects, uh, Major Doom, uh, 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 Ed Dames, is, uh, he was talking to him about the kill shot, and they kept pestering him, and finally he said, it's not a one-shot deal. He said, but when the solar flares start popping, he said, and it's at the right one, he said, it's just going to keep coming, be like a machine gun going off. And uh, that there is going to reverse. Uh, these people are going to wake up in just a short period of time and be back in the Stone Age because uh, it'll be over five years or more before they get the electrical grid back up. I mean, they can kiss it goodbye. Um, and right now, so you got uh, U.S. ships and tankers and stuff are all leaving the Atlantic. And they've been doing it for quite a while, but especially now. And um, so when you start seeing that, I'm kind of like the Russian intel on it. Um, that's something that's never happened. And um, I would say it's a harbinger for uh, the fact that uh, something major is about to you know, get down and get real serious. No, it's not about this one here. I assume is what you're referring. No, we went on a lot of topics. Um, we really practice the mind. But see, there's things that you do that affect your mind. Just like you know, you can eat certain foods, and you can shut down and get ED and th you know erectile dysfunction, men and women. And yet, if you've got that, see, uh, it's really telling you that your carotid arteries, subclavians, uh, part of your aorta,s your pulmonics. Uh, your lower extremities are placking up seriously. And so they'll go in in some cases and they'll put in a stent. And then six months later, they've got to go back and clean the damn stent out because it's shutting down too. The same calcium carbonate, lime salt, uric acid, plaque builds up in it. And uh, see, uh, they're calling it high cholesterol. But the vitamin C will strip that out. But if your teeth are messed up, um, it will also put poison in your body and that will affect the electrical transfer and the oxygen supply of energy to um, the heart, the brain, uh, the gonads, you know, uh, the genitalia, and uh, to your legs. And so that's why a lot of people, see, when they get debilitating rheumatoid arthritis, uh, the capillaries in the end of the fingers are plaqued off and blocked off. And so the body begins to absorb the pain, and that's why you'll see them shrink up and they'll get those claw-looking hands. And uh, you extreme pain. And uh, see, so uh, there's several things that you really need to realize when you're doing this, because all of this affects how you and I integrate the brain-mind connection. Uh, we're the temple that this God source dwells in. Consequently, there is a mechanism in the conscious sub and superconscious mind. That's your three crosses. Outer court, middle court, most holy court. And it's on the hill called Golgotha because it's referring to the exalted state of your thought. Um, and Golgotha meaning the place of the skull. So if you had 22 Hebrew letters, you would have the 22 Hebrew bones that you manipulate just like the 22 letters of change or alteration 
are there in the Hebrew. So there, there's a lot of things that's related to this. Uh, we're not just about teeth, but uh, let me tell you, there's people really know need to know something about them. <laughs> well, you know, you you kind of have to remember and consider the source and the situation and go on about your business. I know one thing, if you jump in high altitude, that's why they pressure test you, because uh, they carry you up to 52,000 bailout and pop the cap on that uh, pressure sphere. Uh, you get going back over 12.5, up to 20,000. If you've got a bad tooth, believe me, there you're going to know about it. It may be an air pocket under a filling or something, and they'll have to drop pressure and come back down and take you out of the chamber. Um, and uh, then it takes a while to go back to altitude. They'll usually run up to between 40 and 50 thou um, and uh, keep you there, and then they make you take the mask off and so you can see what it's like to go into oxygen starvation and so forth. But uh, that's one of the ways that they test about your teeth. But, man, if you they carry you to altitude and you come out and that damn tooth is messed up, believe me, that could get you killed coming down. They are. They sure are. The blood supply is on the same circuit. So if you've got poison that's in a in a tooth, uh, falcon dew, uh, it would be carried throughout your entire system. <coughs> the Jolie's in there too. Hello, young lady. Talk to me, Jim. Yeah, I'm here, brother. Yeah, I was just <laughs> saying, talk to me. You know, give me something to kind of go with. Uh, I uh, I got to turn around here and get this leg up. That got me. I can't just keep sitting there watching that screen because of the fact that. Uh, can you hear me all right with me sitting over here like this? Yes, we can hear you, bro. It's really clear. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I got to get it up because it's weeping, and uh, that uh, goes to weeping. You can feel the pressure in that leg. I hope Shawnee gets back from town here pretty quick, and I can get her to dress this leg. And uh, anyway, I won't have to keep it dressed uh, except overnight. I was just thinking about, you know, earlier today we had that conversation. You know, everything that we go through and everything we do, everything we say, all these, it's us making those choices. And as I was talking to White Wolf earlier, you know, when when the creator says, I am that I am that I am, we are that I am. Because we're the ones creating, we're the ones creating that scenario in our life. 
either it's good or bad. When we realize that we are that I am that's in us and we have to choose wisely, constructively in what we're doing, uh, then we may get somewhere. Yeah, that's correct. See, um, they don't realize that when they say I am that I am, what they're really saying is whatever it is in their mind that they're holding up or identifying with, they're saying, I am that. That is what I am. Yes, sir, I agree. And when I was talking with White Wolf earlier today, I mean, it just, in the scenario and some of the things he was uh, putting out there, I mean, it just hit me like, a, I mean, like, wow. Now I know exactly... I mean, I've heard it and I've seen it in one way, but it just opened it up that much more for me to where now I know what it what it meant and why it was said that way. And that's a great thing. And I can't blame no one else but myself if I don't get it right. You know, that's true. See, that's the problem is everybody's wanting to blame everybody else, and that's their excuse, their excuse for failure. And, uh, I mean, uh, one of them, I believe it was Truth Bug, made a statement a while ago, some people just love ignorance. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can ignore that damn train coming down the track, but if your ass don't get off of it, I'm here to tell you, you won't ignore it long. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, This is Donaldson here in Northern California. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine, Donald. And you? Doing pretty good. I uh, that I am. <laughs> so let me just say, uh, regarding the I am, I think I am is manifesting today, just from what I see uh, in human beings. Uh, this this uh, you know more and more of the awareness of our manifesting capability, and uh, it's really powerful the way I am is manifesting. Um, and, and, and allowing human beings actually to begin to recognize what you guys are just now talking about, which is this: when you when you declare that I am, say I say I am such and such, or I am this and that, you know, then of course that is what I allow myself to become, you know, that experience for I am. And what's interesting is today we see a movement in the energy of awareness by people who believe in a, an idea called manifestation. Yeah. And it it's not associated with Yahweh or Christianity. It, although although people that follow the principles of manifesting probably come from the various, you know, backgrounds. So what you know, do, uh, do you guys concur then that 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 in these times we're going to be seeing things that we may not even recognize as as I am? You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, um, okay. Here, here's the deal. Okay, all these people say, well, Christianity is the only path. Bullshit. That's the Roman Empire's creation at 325. Period. And if you look it up, Christianity and Christ is determined and defined by the Roman Catholic Church, which is the Church of Rome. 
And uh, when you come to Buddhism, you have to remember that the Sake Buddha, uh, Siddhartha Sake, uh, is in reality uh, an Aaronite Levitical priest of the lineage line of what you would call Hebrew Israel. And his name in the book of Ezekiel is Buzi, B-U-Z-I. That is Ezekiel's daddy. Okay, if you go to Japan, Japan's, they wear the little box on their forehead, just like, say, a, a, a Hasidic Jew does in, in let's say, uh, Israel or the Israeli state. Because uh, Israel is not necessarily a piece of land or a state. It's a race or a group of people, and it's not necessarily a genetic line, although uh, that was where it was originated. But in reality, see, like Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahshua, you're saying yod Hey, bab Hey is salvation, Psalm 68, 4. I am the Savior. My name is Yah. But yet there's four letters there in the Hebrew, but they only use Y, then A, and, and the H for Yah. They abbreviate it. Well, in the New Testament, they'll use the term Lord. And um, the Lord, if it's used in the term with the definite article, in the Greek, then you're looking at yod hey bob hey, the four letters of the formula. And uh, see, when you say a name, you're not talking about a name like Gary, Bob, Bill, Donald, whatever. Uh, you're dealing with a nature and a characteristic of action. Well, if I come in the name of the Creator, I'm coming in the actions of the Creator, and I have to have that ability or it wouldn't tell me I could do it. And uh, see, this is why they wanted to make only one man the total Savior, and yet if you go back to Exodus, you're going to find out that uh, the Savior in the Old Testament is the Shekinah, and that's a feminine aspect, because that's what's behind the veil, and the um, the temple itself behind the three rings or tapestries of the cervix weaving, because uh, everything is laid out like, say, a woman's body. Well, if you uh, went to the Hindu, in you is the do. And you're going back to the Indus Valley. It's just that when the Brits come in, hell, they didn't realize what they're doing, so they changed their name up. Uh, if you went to all these different cultures, they're really all a voodoo, vadushi, the voo, the feminine aspect, she do. If you said Isis, Yesus, uh, Asherah, Asherah, uh, Mary, uh, you're talking about the same thing because it's the feminine aspect being either the sub or the superconscious mind depending on which aspect of that temple they're talking about. So if you were the 12 apostles, the 12 disciples, disciplined states of thought, and you were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, you were in the third aspect of the temple behind the veil. And see, they're talking in these idioms, metaphors, allegories, etc., but these people think they're talking literally, and they are not. And see, that's where a lot of the discrepancies are, and everybody wants to have a religion because they're trying to return you to the authority and under the authority of the legions of Rome. I don't doubt that. Absolutely agree there. I can see the evidence of the Roman civil law actually uh, in writing out here. Uh, you can... Anyone else concur? Well, uh, yeah, pretty well everybody on this call believes like that. See, okay, uh, you ever seen the movie called Patton? Donaldson. 
No, Sorry about that. I keep putting myself on mute. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen Patton. Okay, well, let me put it this way. When they come in, if there's anybody elected in any country, there's always a cardinal or a bishop, archbishop. There's somebody that's high up from the Roman Catholic Church that's there. Why? Because since the days of the spice trade and since the days of the legions of Rome, see, the whole world was put under the authority of Rome. And you can prove that and go to the second chapter of the book of Luke, and Luke is a physician. So if you're going to heal yourself, you have to heal yourself in the second aspect. What aspect was it? Tiberius put a tax on the whole world. That tax is still in place. And so when you come to that, you'll see them bow to kiss the damn Pope's ring or some cardinal's ring. Well, you might as well just kiss his damn dick because that's what you're saying. You're submitting to his will, his authority in every aspect. And uh, when they would come in to conquer lands or find lands in the exploratory clause, and they created uh, manifest destiny and uh, the law or uh, the, uh, the state of discovery. Um, and so what they would do is they would land, like Ponce de Leon, when he landed in Florida, he said, I come in the name of the king, but I come under the authority of the pope. Now, you go to um, the uh, Congress of the United States, and there is a document in there, and it's called the um, Secret Treaty of Verona. And when it says that he is the bishop, the pope of the world, every religion that's out there has to have some kind of tie to Rome if they're going to be sanctioned and authorized. Every bank, every country in the world has to have some tie to the Vatican Bank. Because, see, from the days of the spice trade, uh, about 14-something or other, uh, 1422, I believe it was, uh, before Columbus climbed the mast, kissed his ass, and sailed her ocean blue, which was a lie anyway, because if he had landed 500 miles north when he landed uh, in uh, uh, with the Ena, the Pita, and the Santa Maria um, in the West Indies, he could have went to church service that day, so to speak, because they were already here. And uh, But they had to go back. They had to fix it to where... Uh, nobody had established a claim of the land so that the Pope could say that that the land was uh, under his authority. Well, the Treaty of Verona states that if the Pope demands, they instantly have to obey his law. And so if you go to Church of the Holy Trinity versus United States at 143, 457 through 472, U.S. Supreme Court reports, it said this is a Christian nation. Look up the term Christianity. It now means it telling you it's a Roman Catholic owned uh, and controlled nation or country. Mm-mm-mm. That's some good stuff. Well, I mean, see, people just don't know this, and uh, they forbid this from being taught. You couldn't be a citizen of the United States if you want, and you go to the opinions of the Attorney General, you, uh, Volume Seven, pages seven forty-seven. Uh, 1856, and it says a citizen of the United States is, quote, a technical and abstract impossibility, end quote, period. Then post-Civil War, in a case called Elk versus Wilkins, 1884 U.S. Supreme Court, it reaffirmed that very statement, so to speak. Then you went to Ex parte, Frank Knowles, California, Pellet Saving the Suitors, Note 71, Section 1331, 32, and 33 of the United States Code. Now, they have altered that again, but that saving the suitors is defining that aspect. 
<coughs> the United States as a federal state nation from the 10 square mile area of District of Columbia has overrode and overstepped the bound corpus limits of their constitutionally authorized action. See, no man or woman in the private capacity is a part and party to the Constitution. You're not a part of it. And the federal judge ruled that way. It's in Paddleford and LaHaye versus uh, City of Savannah, Mayor and Alderman. No private man can expect to bring suit under the Constitution, for he is not party to it. End of quote, period. I mean, once you understand what they have done, everything the United States in hey, Excuse me. The, uh, you went over that pretty quick. Can you just requote that last thing that you said? You talking about, thing, talking about the, the Constitution, uh, and it doesn't apply to individuals? The Constitution, oh, yeah, okay, you want Paddleford. Paddleford and LaHaye versus City of Savannah, uh-huh. Mayor, and Alderman. And it states okay. verbatim that no private man can expect can you give to bring me a, suit. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Can expect to bring suit on the Constitution, for he is not party to it. So the Constitution okay. isn't for you and I. It is the constitutional corpus limiting the uh, the, the the commercial federal state in the ten square mile area. That's why and the with Bill all of Rights. Due respect, of, can I please get the case site for that? I don't have the case with me right off the bat, God. It's on many of the tapes that we've done over the years. If you'll just punch up Paddleford and LaHaye, uh, that's L-A-H-A-Y, I believe it is, uh, versus City of Savannah, Mayor Mm -hmm. and Alderman, uh, that case will come up. Just put federal case. And is it Paddleford? Paddleford? That's Paddleford. And then then Ferd and Ford, but with a U instead? Donaldson. Would you what? mind? Uh, you're kind of interrupting the call, and we're getting off target. No, 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 here. no, 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 no. Wait a minute. He, he's trying to find out. That's a good deal for him because, see, once he finds out, and the rest of these people are going to see, we're not owned by them. Damn it! They, everything they said is an encroachment. They've overstepped the bounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, "Well, we're under uh, under the Federal Reserve banking system," but that was a fraud too. They were never allowed to do that. This is why Franklin Delano Roosevelt set up uh, uh, March 9th, 1933, and April 19th on the Register 33, uh, the federal law stating um, the bankruptcy and uh, the uh, Alien and Sedition Clause and the Trading with the Enemies Act. Well, you got to understand, you and I, we're alien to the 10-square-mile area of the District of Columbia. We're foreign to their forum. And if we trade with each other without giving them money, they're saying we're a seditious one because they're claiming they own us. Hmm. It ain't what you've been told. Absolutely. Appreciate that that link, that that support there. I'll just uh, tie it back to what we were talking about with I Am. I love the the I Am that you're putting out right now. It's fantastic because you're saying, hey, I am not – I'm not subject to that. You know, I am – I am something separate from from that there, and that's an acceptance of a limitation, which is which is pretty valuable when it comes to I am. It it is because see, uh, okay, notice it says that man was made in the image and the likeness of the Creator. Okay, I want to ask you a question. If you're looking in a mirror and you're the deal, you move your hand and comb your hair. Doesn't that mirror mimic what you did? 
It reveals a, a, an image that's doing exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we do the same thing. And he said, as I see my father do it, I do it. In other words, once the, the creator thought occurs in my mind, see, the physical man said it's not the physical man that's doing it in the analogies in the Gospels. It's the father, this creator aspect. And yet that creator is the woman because the mother of all life is female. And so when you say yod hey vav hey yod is masculine, it's the sperm if you're in mesoretic square text, and you're seeing the sperm reach up and go in through the window, heh, or the door, and uh, then it hangs it on the hook, the nail, the serpent standing on a pole. That's the nail of the tent that's referred to in the book of Jasher, a woman. And then it has to come back out when she's uh, uh, matured and, 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 and brought it up and manufactured it. She sends it back out through the window, heh, and you call it Shula or the manifestation. So, I mean, that is the process. And so that's what it's really explaining. But see, they have not taught it that way because it would empower you. And uh, churches are Title 26, Section 86, Paragraph A, 501, Subsection C3, United States Code, uh, Business Organizations. Okay, what is the business? What are they selling? Who in the hell is getting the money? And what are the restrictions on them to get that 65% tax-free credit? Not a deduction, but a credit. Well, damn, there's 39 things they can't tell you. How many stripes was on the Mashiach's back in the analogy? 39, 40 less one. Why? It's telling you that, friend, 9 and 3 is 12. If you disclose this full knowledge to these people out here in general, we're going to beat your ass with 39 stripes. We're going to totally whip your dadgum 12 senses, your 12 faculties of thought. And if you don't get it then, we're going to hang your ass on a pole. You got a handle? That's what that idiom is telling you. That is a warning to keep people from teaching the people what the, the secrets really are. See, that's why they went after the Gnostics. That's why they went after the Chaldees. That's why they went after the Katar. Okay, what were the Katars and them known for? They were called... The, the people of the book, they studied out of what was known as the book of Amore, the book of love. What is the love? Gape, love feast in the scripture in Greek is to God's copulating. Well, damn, if you're having sex with a woman, uh, you're, you're copulating with another God because she's got the same ability if you understood that. And that's what those secrets were. Boy, they don't want you to know none of that. Some yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah. What was the actual? So, I mean, I know that you're you're when you when you speak to me, I hear, you know, your I am, which what I what I feel to be the expression of the Most High. Okay, and Absolutely. and I just want to thank you. Well, you're welcome. Because let me tell you something. The only way you and I have power is to identify with the divine high self and speak and act as the God and as the divine law for all things when we're in harmony with it. See, he would not that any should perish. Okay, we don't want to have to kill them if we don't have to. Now, if they come after us, we can go to guns and roses. Uh, guns and they'll have roses. And uh, But, uh, you know, that's a last resort situation. But you can step even to a higher realm where no weapon, no rail gun, no energy gun, you can neutralize radioactivity, you can make missiles disappear in flight, 
so you have to come to this other realm. That was called by the Persian mystic Rami, um, and he said, hey, I'll meet you on the plane where there is no war. Well, there's no weapon formed there. It's saying the same thing. What realm is that? Behind the veil in the Shekinah, uh, in the subs or the superconscious mind, there is no war here. Don't be coming back here behind this veil, the three rings of that cervix. You're not getting in here. It will only open one time during the month. The mucosal plug will extract. It's over that seven-day window. I mean, listen, everything that you're reading in that scripture is talking about me and you, and it's revealing an aspect of us, how we act and interact, not only with matter in general, but humanity, because we are given the authority over matter. We can shape it. We can even change the DNA by thought. Yes, sir. <laughs> you are definitely fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, sir. We are just like the Creator. Well, hell, you and, are the Creator. <laughs> no, I, I understand that, but I'm talking about in this three-dimensional body. Bodily. 
Now, he said, I've sat down on my father's throne, the creator's throne, and you've got to do likewise. I go to my creator and your creator. Well, damn, he's telling us we're brethren. He even said he was the first of many brethren. They want to make him just one. Well, if it's just one, then the Pope can say he's the intermediary. Screw the goddamn Pope. He can't do shit. <laughs> he's just a fellow running around with a goddamn dress on and a cut cap on top of his head and red shoes. <laughs> Preacher, brother. <laughs> so we're gonna take so we're gonna take those thirty pieces of silver and sling it back at him and say, you know what? I've had it with all your traditions. I've had it with your emotional bondage. I've had it with with your uh, death that you give me 24-7. Here's your 30 pieces back. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And notice why. 30, because that there is, you had one and zero in the outer court, one and zero in the middle court, one and zero in the most holy court. And so what you're saying is that you have gained Silver. Oh, silver. That is the feminine aspect. You took control of your mind again. Well, that's why Judas hung himself about the neck, because he, he, he is he's no longer bound by the by the sensual uh he's no longer bound by the body and the flesh, and so he's separated away from it. That's why he hung by the neck. Now if we only take just the King James in the book of uh, uh, referring to Judas. We will miss the story. We'll think it's Judas Iscariot, the faithful scribe of the one that was called Esau, that is buried in Kashmir and died at 109. And um, when you do that, you'll find in the lost book of Judas, uh, people died to translate that. I mean, the Israelis, tried, they wiped out a whole whole section of Damascus over there, uh, trying to eradicate them people. But he got the copies out uh, to the man in Switzerland, and uh, you have Judas Iscariot and Judas Ahariot. And the Ahariot was the uh, Pharisee's son, and he was the one that was the traitor. The story was told as if it was Iscariot. And in the book of Judas, it verbatim says that it would be over 2,000 years before Judas's name was cleared. Oh, man. So Judas Iscariot's name was cleared. Yes. Judas Iscariot was the faithful scribe. He's buried in India, too, uh, uh, right there close to the Mashiach, uh, the teacher that they're referring to. That was Esau, um, and that was his true name. Um, uh, the name Jesus is really defined in Pausianus, a historian, uh, at 318 current era. And uh, in volume 10, section 12, and he states, Zeus, Zeus. Pater Vitarius, Jupiter, Saul Invictus, the Invincible Son. Well, what he said was, is Zeus, Zeus is like the conscious, enlightened state of mind. 
it's the victorious father or creator because you have to understand as the Peter aspect. You're the impregnator. And yet another aspect of Peter's name is Cephas, which means a chip off of the block. So you have to have an aspect of that knowledge of the law in order to impregnate and change. That's why the Bishop of Rome is always called uh, uh, Romus, uh, or Pe- Petros Romus, uh, uh, the Peter of Rome. And uh, that goes back to the Phalus of Jeb. It goes back to the Rod of Nim or Nimrod. And uh, you're, dealing, you're dealing with the same scenario. Well, um, as you take and you come down through these different lines, the victorious father is also equated with the same synonymous term as Jupiter. See, because before Saturn, then there was Jupiter. And so you're showing the shift in the two uh, stages of belief from Saturnalia down to Jupiter, and they're saying, yet it's the same thing. That's the black sun. (laughs) Also, then it goes on and it says, uh, uh, Saul Invictus, the invincible sun. S-U-N. See, Saul, O, Mon is the light of the Mons. If you say it and break it down three ways, Saul, Om, On. All three aspects. Saul is Latin for sun or light. Om is uh, Egypt, I mean, uh, Hindu for uh, light. Uh, and uh, On is the priest of On, the priest of the Temple of Light in, in uh, Egypt. And if you go do some searching, you'll find that Jobab, who's also known as Job, uh, was a priest of On. So he's a priest of light. I mean, uh, there's unique things there that uh, um, they just totally removed because they don't want you to have that power. They don't want you to understand that the Creator and you are, are one. You couldn't be separated. It's kind of like in Pentecost, they'll say, receive you the Holy Ghost, and they're implying that they got to scream it into you, shout it into you, dance it into you, pat it into you, rub it into you, and yet the word receive simply means to take it. You already exactly. Take, it? Exactly. You were, and that you is exactly. Around. No, you're right because and that is exactly why I think I am. We're talking about the Most High here, right? Is so manifesting. Is you manifesting now in 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 some some ways that that are actually going in a way there. They're actually part of this new world agenda yet they're like they're in there and they're like silent weapons if you think about it for oh, i am are. just just they waiting are. And, so that's <laughs> why in the hopi prophecies just like with enlil and enki ea uh enki uh ea being uh, the spiritual aspect enlil being the electronic sin okay in the hopi prophecy it shows you there are two groups of people one goes one way and goes to destruction. The other way goes and lifts out and are, and are changed and altered and transformed. The, the people that got cut off are those that trusted in the electronic agenda. They went to a mechanical external mechanism. The ones that were the high ones, uh, they went to the inner self and were transformed. Say, be ye not conformed to the world or the limitation of the five senses, but be ye transformed. Well, how are you going to skip over this limitation in matter? You have to have your mind altered. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And and see, this is the whole deal. Nope. No, I'm here. I'm 
I'm just sorry. There was a chat room board going, so I was reading something. But hey, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They'll get all kinds of stuff going in there. And uh, no, not Joe Bob. Joe Bab. J O B A B is Job. J O B. And uh, he has uh, what three brothers or two brothers? One of them being Ofer. And if you go to the Mexico City archives, a friend of mine named Rudolfo Sanchez, uh, Rudy, uh, was studying down there in Mexico City, and he ran across the king called Ofer that was an Irish king. And he carried gold three years' journey by water to the temple of the great God. Well, now we have to stop and think about it because, see, Ezekiel's temple is really the temple of Maya in Mexico City. And since uh, Alexander the Great conquered the whole world, uh, but notice they say he didn't find this place over here. Well, here's the problem. His ass is buried at the mound uh, uh, in the bottom end of Illinois uh, on the Ohio River. And if you go on up to the Wabash River and turn up it, you'll find the Ptolemies and Cleopatra are buried there. And that has been kept classified for years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ring a ring a ring a ding. Yeah, that Doopy Conqueror keeps rewriting his story. His oh yeah, he's always going to rewrite it. See, I mean, if if Alexander the Great is already here, uh, and 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 been here, then the Pope's claim about uh, conquest and discovery kind of goes out the window. And even the nuns told them that, uh, told the Roman Catholic Church that that was the greatest mistake they ever made. They created more lawlessness than anything. Yes, and sir. so you got to remember, um, uh, Aquinas over there, uh, um, oh, what the hell's his name, Pope Francis, uh, he is a Jesuit, a high Jesuit. That is like taking the stems um, um, uh, that one vow that they take, man, they can lie to you, tell you any damn thing. Uh, oh, shit. That's the, um, starts with an M. Um, no, starts with a K. Um, not the Corrado Report, but... May, may I interject? Yeah. So every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, right? That... Yeah. What? That I am the yes. Lord? Is Jesus talking about himself, saying he's the Lord? Well, see, he's, he's telling you that the nature of God, is when he says the name, it's the nature of the creator itself, the nature of the action, the formula that causes the mind to manipulate and change things. And mm-hmm. so when you come at the name of Jesus or the nature of Jesus, you're coming at the nature of the enlightened mind, meaning that you have come to the understanding of how to activate the chrism state in the brain, which is the pineal gland, and that is where the true third eye is because it has rods and cones just like the physical eye. And yet when uh, that is activated, the pine comb, it's even in the, the Vatican symbols and on the staff of the Pope, uh, they're trying to tell you that's where the power is. And then he's got the little curlicue that's on top because he's telling you it's a vortex, a spiral vortex of energy. Okay? When uh, he goes into that realm and state of mind um, and operates there, then uh, a Jesuit, a society of Zeus, that's exactly what they're saying, uh, Iowa Hawk, um, as, as uh, um, 
the Society of Zeus, um, he can take that one oath just like the Jews do every year. He can lie to you at any time. Matter of fact, he's already taken it as a Jesuit. And so uh, you can't really trust him because of him and that uh, oath as a Jesuit. And uh, if he violates that oath, they're going to kill his ass. I mean, it's just that damn simple. you got to understand that the Austrian Swiss Guard, now why in the world would the Austrian Swiss Guard guard the Pope? One, they're protecting their man. Two, if he don't do what they tell him, bye-bye, sign out, you boogie-woogie. You want to go see this thing you call Jesus, uh, you out of here. And uh, so uh, that's the way it is. Now, what's in Austria and in Switzerland? That's the banker merchants of the world. They say that J.O.B. was a perfect man. And St. Paul said, let us, let us leave the principal foundational doctrines of Christ and let us now push on to perfection. And St. Paul, Paul said, we speak wisdom to the perfect man. And so the nature and the way of Jesus Christ is a way of life. It's a way of being. It's a formula of, of being and not a moniker which the uh, the system has built its house on sand on some sort of moniker instead of a way of being. Yes, that's correct. That is correct. I agree. I agree. See, they, they want us to run around hollering, I come in the name of Jesus, but they don't want us to know what it means. If I come in the name of Jesus, I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to come in the nature that is represented by the story that they're telling of a man called Jesus, because that's all of us. He is the first of many brethren, so that means all the rest of us are just like him. Yes, sir. <laughs> they say, they say, bless the food in Jesus' name, and I wonder how many people say, and I just want to thank you, Father, for this food, and I'll pray in the name of Jesus. And you say, how about we just stand as two true priests before the Father and say, I bless this food. Hallelujah. That's it. That's all that's required right there. That's all that's required for you to bless it. You blessing it is acknowledging that you have woke up to the knowledge of the true divine self, the true I am inside of you, and you are speaking that blessing because it will hasten the word, the thought, the idea, the concept to confirm the words that come out of your mouth. Every issue of your life proceeds out of your mouth. You've got to think it before you can speak it. And if you're taking in harmony with the divine, you're speaking as the I am. When you're speaking in opposition to the divine, that same formula is going to kick your ass. Therefore, Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him, it's what comes out of his mouth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because what you speak out of your mouth becomes law. So we speak servanthood if we speak it in the moniker of another man's name. We speak life before the ever-living as if we are. Because Okay, we are. now here, here, here is a good one. And my granddaughter, she popped this on somebody. Uh, this young boy uh, wanted to date her. And uh, he had been a Baptist minister and had come out of it and um, started waking up. But, you know, he still got those connections. He just hadn't fully awoke. And uh, he asked her, he said, do you believe in Jesus? She said, uh, yes, but not like you do. 
And uh, he said, well, what do you mean by that? She said, well, I don't practice man worship. And he said, do what? She said, I do not practice man worship. <laughs> and he said, will you explain that? She said, I sure will. Said, the scripture says that we are not to have a God before the me. And since the me is the true inner self, I can't put a man up there. But it also says that they have bowed down and worshiped the create, uh, the create, the uh, the creature more than the creator. So they're worshiping the created thing, the man. They're not worshiping the one that created and is the life of the man. And she said, I do not participate in Jesus' worship in that fashion. She said, now, if you're going to use Jesus as the enlightened state of mind, she said, I can go with you. <laughs> and therefore, there's got to be a Judas, or there has to be a Judah, who's going to bring Benjamin, the child, to Christ. The child within has got to be delivered to Christ. And so there has to be an aspect of me, which is Judas or Judah, uh, who's gonna, who is going to betray my flesh and say, all right, we're going to quit with all this religious nonsense and we're going to get on with it. That's it. See, and, and uh, that's another thing. He asked her, he said, well, what religion are you? She said, I'm not a religion. I don't believe in religion. She said, I'm a spiritual being. He looked at her and he said, well, I know they talk about that. She said, that's the only thing the scriptures do talk about. Yes, sir. And uh, he couldn't disagree with her. I mean, she had him. I'll tell you something, we do our best to educate him around here. Well, this is pure religion and undefiled to visit the widow and to look after the orphan. Well, who is a widow except that her husband has died? Died uh, in her, because she's ignorant. In fact, her husband is sitting there waiting, waiting in the fornex, waiting for the stone to be rolled away. But nevertheless, she's ignorant of it, so she's a widow. Okay, you know? now. Let's, let's yep, teach her. And, and just think, now you cannot defraud the widow, her part. And you must take and not step into her field and uh, remove her children. Okay, let's see if we can find another deal. And he that would not rend or give his seed unto Israel uh, was stoned or cast out. Remember? Yes, well, sir. He, he was, he was supposed to raise up children. He was supposed okay, to raise up children and the widow, and he spilled the seed. That's so it. Therefore that's he it. That's exactly that's what Elijah did. He went down to the widow's house, and that was her son and his son. And because she, she rebuked him. She says, what'd you do? Come down here and raise him up so he could kill him? And he come down and he breathed on him and raised him up. That was Elijah's son. So you got to remember, a, a, a man that is dead is his seed, his testes. He cannot produce seed. Therefore, the woman's retirement system in Scripture is her children her ability to, to produce. That's why you had to be careful about uh, you had to wash before you went into her because you were not to transfer some disease in her and ruin her fertility. And uh, see, so uh, as they rocked on, well, let's say that uh, Brother John over yonder, um, Brother John Johnson wouldn't work anymore, but he was alive and 
that was a beautiful woman he had, and they wanted children, and uh, yet he wanted to raise that child up in his name. He might come to one of you and say, uh, look, uh, and him and his wife already knew because that was the true laws of Israel, and one of you would go in and give her seed, and they would now raise up that child. It would be in John's name. Boy, that there will make them pop their damn G-strings. <laughs> well, yeah, what, what is it yeah. said? The woman, the woman is saved in childbirth, and then it says again, "Wisdom is known of her children." And right, I, mean, I know what one. you're saying. I know what you're saying that that like in the in the story of Boaz, uh, Boaz had the uh, the right of redemption, or the the boy in front of them had the right of redemption. And uh, and he he waved his right, so she loosed his shoe and threw it at him, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he had to relinquish. And okay, now when he went, the women went with the field. When he what got, about, what about when he got in the Bible? When he got Ruth, he took Naomi also. Both women were in his bed before it was over with. Yeah, there's a story about oh, there's a story about Onan in the Bible. Remember, Onan spilled the seed. Onan spilled the seed. He was supposed to go into her and raise up children, but he refused that's, to do it. He spilled the seed. That's killed. right. That's it. That's why it said it's better for you to spew the seed in the belly of a whore than it is to spew it on the ground. You have to give her the right to bear children. Why? Because those new children are going to, the spirit of the ever-living is going to incarnate in those new bodies, just like it's in us. And so these people don't believe in reincarnation. They don't even know what the hell the scripture talks about anyway. Because the, the spirit, uh, that, and if you know the secret of age-lasting ability, that's the ability to last age throughout age throughout age. They don't want that. That would screw up their damn insurance program. Well, that's why they had to demonize the swastika. They made the swastika an evil symbol, when in fact the swastika is a very holy symbol. It's yeah, the, and it the can, four winds, it can, and they have no idea. Yeah, and it can spin two directions, see? Yeah, and the right, Indians, right. and, and uh, look at the Buddhists. Okay, uh, look at the Christians will bitch about the Jews, and then they'll bitch about Islam. Go look at the Star of David that all of their stuff sets on. They have the same symbol. Go to uh, what's the island out there that uh, Liberty she sits on, and she's the same exact height as the Colossus of Rhodes that was in Greece. That's her counterpart. And uh, but anyway, uh, that star uh, down there that that uh, base sits on is the star of, of David, the star of Judah. The same star for Islam, and Cardinal Lothar Shalmapus was Pope in 600, and he's the man that you know today of as Muhammad. So if you think about it from the lower and the higher mindset, um, if you yeah, think about the higher, the higher mind being Jonah sitting over in the east saying, let them all go to hell, but God said, hey, get, get down there. Get down there to Nineveh, the lower mine, and you you plant that seed. You you put that seed out there. Okay, why did he do that? The name told you the secret. He went down to the nine aspects of the Va. He went to the nine aspects of the woman, and he educated them. 
he had to go give them seed, or he would have been just like, uh, oh crap, the one that shot it on the ground. That was uh, Onan. Yeah, that's right. He he's, he he was he was content to sit up there like the religious crowd and say, "Let them all go to hell." He said, get down there and teach them because they don't know the left hand from the right. They don't know the mysteries in the left hand or the right. So That's it. They don't know the difference between the subconscious uh, being in the left uh, brain aspect, the physical literal, and the spiritual aspect being the high divine mind because the sheep go in on the right, but them goats will go in on the left. They're stubborn asses, and you can butcher them. Well, so what he is, he's sitting in the right. He's sitting in the east. Jonah's sitting in the east, and he told him, he said, get down there and, and, and plant that seed, sow the field, and yep. break, up that, break up that rock, you know. And then when they heard it, uh, they repented. And so then the, the, it's just like Lot sending out the two virgins to the men of uh, Sodom, the higher mind sending out the desires of God down to the lower minds. They would be, you know, Changed, reformed, and, yeah, and, uh, and transformed. Okay, and see the uh, Midianite um, or uh, uh, the Moabite could never come into the congregation forever because uh, Lot possessed his two daughters, even though he did it in his stupor. However, when you get down to Ruth, you remember now she's a Moabitess, and she is brought in through Boaz. And Boaz is, I have the ability to conceive of a thing, and Yakin, Yakin, I have the ability to manifest, sustain, and bring it to pass. So the two pillars that's in the brain by the delta fornax and the fornax, when you go past them into the tomb, you're going to the two pillars of Heracles. You could also call them Boaz and Yakin. And so when uh, it ejaculates, that is when Lazarus, comes forth from the tomb, and so the power of God is revealed. And he says, loosen now. So you're having to loose the bonds by the thoughts in your mind, and as you do that, you overcome. That's where you're taking more and more of the nature of the ever-living. So this past week, I had to go downtown, and I went downtown to the registrar's office to get a copy of a death certificate for a friend. Uh, I I helped him go do it. And and I noticed that right there at the registrar's office, it said the registrar's vault, V-A-U-L-T. And then we went and got a copy of this thing, and sure enough, on the back of it, it said the original is lodged in the registrar's vault. And then what just just pained in my head just really loud was the fornix. The fornix is the vault. The fornix is what the priest, the 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 Roman Catholic priest parts those curtains, opens up the vault, puts his hand into the vault, brings out the host, the, the little wafers, closes the vault, closes the curtain, and then takes the wafers out to the people. Because the vault, they they are playing like they're the only high priest that can go in to the vault on your behalf. But in fact... What they did is they took every single one of us and they hold us as dead men, okay, because we have not yet rolled back the stone and Christ has not been, this is how they hold us. Christ isn't realized because they keep us from that Christ realization in religion. Well, they keep you from the chrism effect. See, without that ejaculatory effect created by the energy release at the pineal, the Christ or chrism cannot occur in the human body. 
Okay, once that occurs, though, and it goes through the process in the hippocampus, see, and that's your seahorse, and you're going down to the mare, you're going to the feminine aspect, the sea of thought, okay, and it goes in over the corpus callosum, and it goes to Mary Magdalene, who sits uh, and who lives by the seashore, by the sides of the sea, a house of fish. Well, she is Mary Magdalene, even though she's called the amygdala in the brain. And see, so everything that is taught has a physical meaning and a spiritual meaning. And the reason we have the physical is because he said, if I tell you earthly things and you can't understand them, man, don't even get over here and ask me about the spiritual. There ain't no way you're going to get them underwear off. Well, that's what I was saying about the vault. The word fornix means vault. And what I'm saying is, is what they did is they, if you look at the word Jesus and then you look at the word and you equate what they did to Jesus to what they've done to the Word, then the yes. Word right now is in the tomb of a rich man and being taught from a very literalistic way. Because Absolutely. So what they did is they put the Word to death, and the Word is three days in the tomb of a rich man, which who can't see that this is not the church. This That's is correct. The, the, the lower aspect of carnality is the rich man which has entombed the word. That's right. And see, they'll teach him about he has to go to church. They'll never tell him that he's the ecclesia, meaning the body electric, because the term church, as we know it today, in reality, in the Greek, in the original, uh, was the uh, ecclesia, meaning the body electric. And see, that's where your energy comes from, the life is in the blood. Well, if life is in the blood, how many lives is there? There's only one life, isn't there? So the ever-living ever has got to be operating in and through our blood, through the electrical current. One life. So so Peter Peter on a on another level, Peter's got to be on another level, the church. And and James, you might even say Peter is the Christian church. You might even say James is the the Jewish church, and you might even say John is the elect. Who is okay. the and, church, which, which is okay. why he looks down at his mother and John, mother behold thy son, son thy mother, the, the okay. Holy Spirit and the elect. Okay, now let's take John. If uh, if you're downtown and you've got a bunch of prostitutes down there, they're all looking to pick up a John, aren't they? So John, yep. John is an educated man. <laughs> He's more than a tinsmith, as the fellow said. <laughs> he... he <laughs> John, John can impregnate, he can take care of. I mean, see, these people were doing things that these people today cannot fathom. And if you told them, they'd holler, you're a pervert, sure as hell, because they do not understand the ancient meanings. It's like they're down here in Louisiana and uh, in South, uh, uh, East Texas. We're going to have Mardi Gras here right quick. Boom, 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 boom. And what they're doing is that they're getting ready and they're going to put on the mask. And they're going to go out and screw everybody in town. They're going to make sure that they're pregnant. They're going to hump it up that one year, one week, one night, whatever. Well, that one that one night specifically. And then the following day, and when midnight comes, they're going to shut it off, and they're going to fast for 40 days. They're going to become the good little boy and the good little girl now. Okay, if you had maypole, uh, they would have uh, ribbons on them, and everybody would grab a ribbon. And, you know, man, woman, man, woman, it didn't make any difference who it was. It just had to be either or other all the way around because they have to go two by two. 
Well, as they would go around the maypole, wherever they stopped, whoever was standing next to them, that was their mate in bed. And that was how they preferred and carried the, the sequences of the DNA forward so that they did not lose the DNA for, for the seed production in the human, in the human race. Well, you know, in the Gospel of Thomas, they asked, they asked Thomas, they said, tell us what the Master told you. And they didn't know themselves. And Thomas said, hey, if I tell you what he told me, Thomas being here a symbol of the elect, John, he says, if I tell you what they told me, then, then, then you will pick up stones too and throw them at me, the Old and the New Testament. And, That's fire, right. will come, and fire will come out of those stones and devour you because they don't understand it. That's correct. See, and you, you referred to putting their hand in the vault and taking the wafer. Well, when, they, when the, of the pineal causes the energy surge into the fornix, delta fornix, etc., and that vault is open, the stone is rolled back, the limitation is removed, okay? When that occurs, there is a milk sugar that is ejaculated out of that area, just like semen is. Okay, galactose. That is why, it's called galactose. That, that's right, but that is why semen was equated with the forbidden Eucharist, and the Pope and them said you could no longer take it in the hand. See, it ain't talking about a bread and a wafer and a, and a bottle of wine or a glass of wine like these people teach it, uh, because once he re- revealed this to them, it says that they, many of them no longer walk with him. They said, this is a hard saying. Who could do it? And uh, uh, he even questioned Mary Magdalene in one instance, and he said, shall you two always leave? And she said, nay, there is none other. And so what was happening was that he was teaching the secret of rejuvenation, and that's why in certain parts of the world, and very exclusive uh, groups of people that understand this mechanism and how to use it, they do what is known as semen therapy because it's the fruit of the God. It only can come from a human body. I mean, I don't give a damn what they tell you. I'm just telling you what it is. And um, see, there's certain mushrooms that have certain signatures, like in Culpepper's Doctrine of Signatures. And uh, they augment the facilitation of these effects in the human body, assisting us to open more and more the gates of the mind to discover the mechanism of how to use and, and direct and operate the Merkaba, or Merkaba, which is the light vehicle of our physical or our spiritual body. Well, I think you make the point very good. This is why they whipped him on the back. <laughs> 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 I think it's a little obvious now, right? <laughs> well, tell me, tell me something. Uh, um, is is what I'm saying uh, too hot to handle or too hard to get a handle on? Well, it, it, it's hard to get a handle on it if it's the first time you've heard it. But if you've been plowing the field for a while, then maybe your maybe your field is ready to receive this uh, this new seed, if you will. But yeah, you're right. I mean, what you're saying is true. Yeah, but, but even though it's a hard saying, once once it's gone out, you know, the seeds have been planted, and it takes many days for it to come forth. Well, see, another thing, too, okay, you have really four aspects of the brain-mind connection. They only teach you about the three orders of the priesthood. They really don't teach you the fourth. 
Now, <laughs> he said, beat the animals five times or more. So there's five levels that you can go up there right there. Uh, it's telling you you can go up to that fifth level easy. Now, with that in mind, um, uh, when you go behind that third into that and see that seventh, seven, three is ten, you're putting a binary, you're going to the seven chakras of all creation uh, above the three because you're using the three to aspect into that realm so that you can get the one and zero binary for creation, the code of duality. You're learning to control it. And as you control it, from uh, say the fourth or fifth dimensional realm of thought, then you control the third dimension and even the fourth. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there's a lot of unique things that are there. Um, it's just that uh, sometimes, you know, the first time an individual hears this, like you say, you know, I mean, they make them scratch their head and their tail. Well, I, was, I think it was um, Joe Goldstein, I think his name is, um, who who used to he used to preach about fifty years back or so, and he used to say something that I really really appreciated. He said, "The moment you say God is, and the moment that we try to say God is." I don't know, whatever we want to say. God is whatever. He said, at that point in your mind, you've limited the limitless. He said, so God is being. And don't try to say God is this or God is that. But just try to realize that when the scripture says, be still and and know that I am, you know. And, yeah. and in the Exodus, before before Moses was commanded to lift up the staff, read read it careful. He told him. He said, "Be still." Yeah. You know. And so that that's what you're doing. When you're going a Melchizedek priest, you're turning and altering the energy. You're twisting the chi. Zedek, you are the gate opener. If you're the gate opener, then you are the phallus of impregnation. And so as you begin to go that, he is the king of righteousness. So it's the right application of thought, mind, and action. Now, also, he's over the city of peace, Jerusalem. So you have to dwell in the state of peace. That is where you are still. Because when you're at peace, you're observant. You're relying on, you're looking to the ever-living. Look unto me and see, and I will heal thee in in thy land. I think it was Bruce Lee who said something like, um, he who can calm his mind or steal his mind can master the universe or something along those lines. But uh, well, he was telling, yeah, he's I mean, the scriptures the are telling you the same thing. That, in fact, this just dawned on me last week. You know, somebody came at me last week really hard with um, with the this Islamic stuff. And I said, hey, what that, uh, the Quran that says you, if you are a martyr for Allah, you're to receive 72 virgins, right? I said, I can get down with that. And uh, he said, what do you mean? He said, "He said you're not Islamic. I said, yeah, but check this out. Can you get down with this? He who crucifies the flesh will receive the 72 natures of God. The yes. 72 virgins that have been, that have not uh, been birthed, that have not birthed children j- yet into the lower 
carnal nature, but he who crucifies the flesh will receive those yeah. 72 natures. The 72 names that, of that, God found it in, 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 encrypted. It's Kabbalistic. It's, the, yeah, it's, it the, it's behind the veil <laughs> because you have that 72 by 3 um, matrix found yep. in, uh, in um, Exodus. The it's 72 pure. names, natures. Yes, pure. And there that's it is. That's, okay, the, that's the little water that Abraham gave Hagar, the little water and food. I mean, they don't wrong with the Quran. It's just, it, it, like the Torah, has been misinterpreted. You know, sure it has. As a matter of fact, you've got to remember, uh, the Quran was written 60-something years after Muhammad's death. And uh, so, I mean, you know, you, you understand... Uh, different things, but see, it's like the four women. Jacob had two wives, Leah and Rachel, that built his house. They had two handmaidens, and yet we know that symbolizes um, the vernal and autumnal equinox and the two solstices, summer and winter. But then that is the knowledge of the four vortices of energy in the earth. If those four women are there with Jacob, a supplanter, one that knows how to alter and change in these four aspects, or with four women even, then uh, consequently they can learn to rejuvenate because the secret is in that cupping movement of energy within that circle of 360 degrees, and that's why you'll hear him say the nine stages of completion. And then you also got the government there that's feeding people all of these GMOs, trying to kill the energy off that's within well, man. They, they can't. They can't have you having multiple wives and not getting birth certificates because then they can't claim that uh, the child broke the waters and docked at the port, and uh, you transferred the child through a delivery mechanism, a UCC one form uh, with weight identification, foot and fingerprints. Uh, so you're, you're turning that child into a commodity, a chattel. And, uh, yeah, that's the gold. That. Huh? That's the gold. That's the gold by which they place in the vault. And so the <laughs> souls of man is the gold in the vault, and the gold is good. Yeah, that's, that's what they've it. done. They locked that Christ it. in the vault. And it's just like that song I love so much by um, Jethro Tull, my God. He said, people, what have you done? You locked him in a golden cage, you know. And and it's not that it's not that we can lock God in the golden cage, but certainly in our ignorance, if we're led never to find the inward path, then we in our carnal state we stand at the head of this ship and say, uh, it's going to be my will that's done here. The five eye wheels is going to be in carnality. Yeah. So how I thou fallen, O Lucifer, thou son of the morning? You know, I mean, all of a sudden today I realize that my five senses exalted is Lucifer. How yeah. art thou following Lucifer, thou son of the morning? In other words, he said, I will, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do the other five, the I, five, I will, by Isaiah 14. But they, in the lower nature, they do nothing but kick my ass, you know? Yes, sir. But see, another thing, too, now you have to remember that Lucifer is bright star of the morning, and it says, I am the bright morning star. And so what it's telling us is that the divine, enlightened, conscious mind that they're calling Jesus. Once that comes as the day star, the gate opener, the gate or day bringer, then we are being directed to the divine inner high self. And so that's where you go to the first order and the second order until you get to the third order in your thought because in that golden box is where the knowledge of the true law is kept. 
Well, see, this is what I was saying before. There has to be an aspect of, of every man and woman that is Judas that is willing to cut away all the religious dogma and all the the stuff that all the baggage we've picked up in life so that you, we cut away all the religious stuff and we turn our back on all of that and then we look towards truth and we only want the truth, you know, and that's all the tradition, we're done with it. You know, here's your 30 coins back, we're done, you know. Yeah. Um, walk away. I no, no longer follow the traditions of man. And you can't. Once you know the truth, you can't. You can't. It's like St. Paul said, he's like, look, leaving the doctrines of Christ, let us now push on. Let's no longer lay the foundation of faith. You know, he's saying, look, it's the chrism, like Gary was saying, that the, the Christ in us has been, the, the stone has been rolled back into the, the fornix and the, and the chrism effect within. There is no faith when you know. There's no, no need to have faith when you know. You only have to yeah, have faith and, when you don't know, you know. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> They couldn't keep us from praying if they wanted to. A prayer is a thought in the mind. Uh, you don't need a passport. Hell, I can fly in the mind. I can go where the hell I want, including all planet. It don't make a damn bit of difference to me. No. That is the Christ in us, the hope of glory, those, the hope of the power and good. Amen. Amen. That's why St. Paul said, I travail in birth pains again until Christ be formed in you. Yes. And so yes. that's it, you know, because then along comes the thief, along comes the serpent back into the garden that says, you know, you, know, you, you, made, a real, you, you know? made a strong observation there. You said, till Christ or the chrism be formed in you. In other words, he's telling you that Christ is not a man. It is something that has to be formed and developed in us. Exactly, exactly. So, so then the, the point is, is that it, we need to, you know, it's just, it's, it, once, it, once it's formed, then we have to, that, that's not the end. Now we have to push on towards perfection, towards emergence. Yeah, towards, right. let this mind exactly. be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who did not count it robbery to be thought equal with God. Okay. When we're in that state of mind, and then then we have that hope of glory within us or that hope of power and to have that hope of age lasting ability that he he set forth from the beginning. We see another thing when he said press on towards the high mark, the high calling, that is in Christ Jesus. So yes. the chrism activated effect that was operated by this enlightened state of mind, what are we going to press on to? We're going to press on to the mark. What is the mark? Uh, the perfect image, the perfect reflection of the divine manifested in matter in all of its forms, ca uh, characteristics, and attributes, knowing that we are the controller. And if we say light be, that light is illuminated in whatever capacity that is there. The darkness must recede. Yes, sir. The ignorance must be rolled back. Hallelujah. Oh. Mm. So then so then the goal is that 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 the many would, would come back into one and form one body. The totality of humankind would all come back together and form one body, one group Correct. which would be Christ. 
I believe and more. Christ is the head. Okay. Yes. See, and, and if people can take that knowledge and realize that in their meditations, what they begin to see and do, is there anything that can make it, like you'll be meditating sometimes, and you'll go to see and this and that little voice will come back in your head, that little dancing monkey will come back and say, well, you're not worthy. What you do is you say, you know, the scripture states, seeing that the ever living is justified me, who shall by any means lay charge against me, his elect? Oh, glory. I suggest you pack your bags and get your ass on down the road. Yes, sir. Praise Yahweh. That's right. I mean, that's not any charge against God's elect. It's God that justifies. Amen. That's, that's it. Right. That's it. So, hey, gird up now the loins of thy mind, Job, and justify yourself. Hell, when you're going to get your ass up and justify, damn it. Yes, <laughs> yes. sir. Oh, I'm a Shiah, that's right. Let me ask you, Job, were you there when I laid the foundations? And if Job was really on it, he'd say, yes, sir, I was there. <laughs> yeah, but he had to understand it. <laughs> See, it, it, oh, man, I tell you, most people never realize that the book of Job is a parable. It says that two places, and it's real clear if you read it in the Amplified. And yet when you look at Elihu the Buzzite and the 33rd chapter of Job, he explains dreams. He uh, and Job is sitting there saying he's self righteous, needs this and he's that. And they lie you to buzz out and said, I have heard in the hearing of my own ear that thou hast justified thyself more than God. What self? The physical limited five cent self. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, if he was justifying the flesh instead of the divine spirit within. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Man, oh man. Yeah, but there is great hope for all of mankind because in the in the uh, at the dawning of the day, Jesus came walking out to Peter and said, hey, try fishing out of the right side of the boat. <laughs> That's it. Don't you, don't and you and on Peter, side, boy. Peter, uh, Peter, being a professional fisherman, said, say what? <laughs> you know, he said, but if you said, do it, I'll do it. It's Okay. And, you know, it's amazing to me is that, you know, that it says it caught 153 fish, you know, and, and people that read it in a very literal way, they're, I mean, can you imagine, okay, 151, 152, 153 fish. That's what we got today, boys. Come no, on. No, you know no, what I'm saying? No. Come on. He, he, fished, he got the fish of blessing from the mayor of the sea, and 153 totaled up is the numerical number nine. They had the nine stages of complete sustenance and blessing by following the enlightened state of mind. Yes, and what did, what did, what did Carnal, Carnal Peter, who, who has taught nothing to the night of ignorance, uh, the, well, the, the church, the church really is just called traditions and a cistern. They got a cistern of truth, but they got no more. And and so, the in this night of ignorance, they've caught no fish. So, um, yeah. but here comes here comes the truth. And then yeah, when the truth right. is revealed, when the truth is revealed, <laughs> then he then Peter falls to the the, the Messiah's knees, and he's like, oh, I am a wretched. And miserable yeah. man, you know. Okay. <laughs> Another thing is, notice when they seen the Mashiach coming on the water, he was walking on the water. So the teacher, the one of knowledge, was walking on the water. 
In other words, <laughs> he was controlling everything. Peter seen him, knowing he was naked, he dove in the sea, and they gave him a robe to cover himself because he didn't want to be standing naked before the enlightened state of mind. Oh, that, yeah. to me, is is so amazing because Peter dove into the sea is, is another way of saying, finally, after three days, Peter, the church, is being baptized into the truth, the true meanings of those of those two great wings, the, the so-called Old and the New Testament. You know, I'm here's right. the reality is John the Baptist represents a third testament that only the elect can eat at, but um, it seems like the church in, in the church system, they only have their their book. They only have one or two books, and that's it. They, we call it the Old or New Testament, but there's a third testament because there's three things in the Ark of the of the Covenant. There's the 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 rod that buds. There's the, uh, the 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 tables, and then there's the golden bowl, which I say full of the hidden manna. That's the third testament. Yes, you know, that's Enoch, that's Jasher, that's that's the book of Adam and Eve. I mean, there's there's hundreds and probably literally thousands of books. Yes, yeah, so well, they took out 1,400 scrolls when they formulated what they now call the Bible, and then they really updated it when the Yeshua Sea and Laola come in at 1,400. But anyway, folks, I hate to... i got to get out of here because i got a six-hour turnaround tomorrow, three up and three back. And uh, I need to see if I can find Shawnee and get this leg uh, straightened up. I I have been violating the protocol, so to speak, while I'm on this call, but I've enjoyed it. It's some, I mean, God, you people just you just tickle me no end. And then uh, with this fine fellow like uh, Donald Donaldson came in, and different ones, and, and see when they ask questions and contribute, man, let me tell you something. You can open up the stories so that it's. It may be talking about teeth, but see, if we're talking about teeth, we're talking about the temple. We're talking about the temple, we're talking about other things, not just teeth, but you see, it is what we eat, whether it's a physical meal or a mental meal, we're still eating. Yeah, we're talking about you and me. Yeah, we are. Look, I love you all. Uh, MJ, Truth Bug, uh, Gypsy, uh, Michael Joseph, uh, Iowa Hawk, uh, Donaldson, uh, God, all you fine folks, man, uh, Denzy, Lane Man, Falcon Dew, uh, Herb Man, uh, Lulu, hello, good looking, I hadn't seen you in a day or two, I missed you. Did you uh, happen to have a response today sometime, Lulu? Let's see if she'll respond back to me. She should have had an energy flow today. I don't know. She may or may not get in there. i got to remember to capture this thing. Um, well, she must have not heard. Oh, yeah. Hi, I've been all over the map. Okay, good. Did you get an energy flow this afternoon somewhere probably around uh, between four and five? My time be five and six your time. She's been on a roller coaster all day. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it was because, man, she came to me and I run energy. Uh, it should have been a, a feedback there. But 
Anyway, Jim, I love you all. Uh, I'm out of here. Uh, five fifty five. Sure did. Sounds great, baby. That's right on the right on the money. Uh, triple nickel. I damn. I was in that triple nickel. <laughs> now, what's the secret of a triple nickel? That's fifteen, right? Fifteen is the number six, and I was in the bad. I was in the sixth aspect of the bad. That's where I operated. The feminine aspect. Damn right. Look, I love y'all. Shalom, prosper, be in great good health. My best to all of you. I'll catch you, man, Yana. Let me uh, copy this right here so I can save all this. All right. Uh, now. Oh, nope, it didn't. We love you too, Lilo. Best to you and the family. Oh, yeah. I got it, buddy. I got it. Yeah, we miss you. We did miss her. Look, I'm going to catch y'all later. Y'all have a good night. Shalom, prosper, and be in health. I'm going to kill my phone anyway. I'm going to turn the speaker on and see if it'll work. But, uh, yeah, I'm out of here. Bye-bye. We love you, brother. Man, this is a lot of... This was a great call. Every call is great, but I'm just saying, a lot of stuff flowed tonight. You still in there, Michael Joseph? Yeah, I'm still here. I just uh, had to step outside. They said I was getting a little too loud in there, so um, <laughs> I get kind of, you know, when it starts to flow, I get a little excited. <laughs> oh, I understand. I do, too. And everybody tells me, I'm trying to do this. <laughs> Sometimes I have to go out in the garage to, just so I can shout a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what they, they sent me out of the house. I'm in the garage right now. <laughs> oh, Man, tonight, I mean, y'all brought, I mean, with everything that White Wolf and you were talking about and some of the things Donaldson asked, and, you know, I mean, this is what the call is all about, folks. I mean, for everybody to ask questions and participate, there's no uh, silly question. The only one that's silly is when you don't ask it. Well, you know what? For years, I I just like to just say this one thing here. For years, I... um. I used to rail against this idea of rapture because of the reason why I railed against it so much is because I didn't I knew I mean anybody who's logically thinking's got to have have a real big problem with how the church teaches that you're going to fly away and you make sure you don't get left behind and all this and that you know and it had me when I was a younger man I'm telling you that that left behind series got me man you know I didn't want to be left behind you know. I mean, I don't want. I want to get mine. I won't be left behind. You know, I want to be able to drive a Cadillac on those golden streets. You know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but, but you know, you know, just um, this past weekend, this weekend, I was sitting thinking about it, and I and I and I um, Saturday night, I I had about an hour of meditation. Um, I set aside an hour to 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 you know do some transcendental meditation. And I had this point where I always tend to have when I do these where I go through this point of clouds and then I go through all these different color changes and I go from, you know, red into, uh, go through the green and I go to the blue, the violet, and then I go on to to indigo. And when I always go from like the, the violet blue kind of color 
to the yeah. indigo color. It's like my body just leaves. It's like it's like whatever is in me inside the body, I can almost feel it like it's like I'm being taken away from it. You know what I mean? Oh, and then yeah. it dawned on me as I was thinking about that. I think that's the rapture. I think that's what um, the Buddha is talking about in regard to the state of mind called rapture. And I think that's what St. Paul was referencing in regard to, you know, how they get this idea of rapture, even though the, rapture, the word rapture is not even in the, in the, the Bible. But, uh, uh, but, but, but I think it's where they get the idea. Oh, yes, sir. But isn't it the same time when we get in that state of mind and we get built up, it's no, we're no longer, uh, how can I mean, we know we're, our body's there, but we no longer have our mind focused on that. We're in that um, ether state. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, and exactly. Is it, doesn't it say we're going to rise to meet him in the air, in that exactly. ether state? so to speak, and, uh, you know, that breath that we're breathing, the, you know, it puts us in that higher state also. And, uh, I mean, that's what I get when they talk about the rapture. A lot of people think they're physical and be raptured up in body and all no. to meet the... Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God, so the body's not going. I, I agree with you 100%, brother. But, I mean, way back when, when I was beginning and, and I was learning and stuff like that before I know what I know now, I used to think that way, like a lot of people do. Well, you know? of course, because carnality always wants to preserve itself. You know, I mean, look at the story of Herod and John. If you look at John the Baptist as kind of like the spiritual impulse or the spiritual drive to change the carnal mind, Herod, the king of the carnal mind, had John put to death. Yes. Okay, and that's what we do every day. When we we're, it's like those old cartoons where Fred Flintstone's got the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. It's the same idea. And who's going to win? That's what Saint Paul's saying. There's this like war going on inside of me, you know. And well, yeah, I know yeah. what I should do, and sometimes I don't do what I should do, and I know, you know, I still do it, you know. Well, it's and like so, it's just like the story with the father and his son, and the father's telling the story about the wolves. And the little boy asked the father, well, which one's going to win? Mm-hmm. I know this mm-hmm. one. The one you feed, right? The one you feed the most. That's yeah, right. That's right. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. And, and that's I, right. And like I tell people, I said, you know, I, way back when I decided I'm going to give my all. I don't have nothing to lose. You know, it's either, for me. It's got to be all the way or no way. I don't want no in between. I want to. I want the whole pie if I can get it. I'll share it if, if I'm asked to. But I want to know everything I can know to you know, make sure that I'm on that right path and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I mean, look. I mean, the reality is a lot of people look at this guy Judas as this really you know bad guy, but. You know, when you start to realize that Judas is the aspect of of every single man and woman, uh, you know, ever, and that there has to be an aspect of us that is willing to put carnality to death so that Christ, so that the mechanism, so the chakras, and 
and you said, I'm thinking about this the other day, and I, and, and I literally was jumping off my chair, man. I was like, i got to call my friend. we got to get together for, for breakfast. i got to tell him about what I'm you know, seeing. And, and so I'm, like, really excited, man, and we go and we meet for breakfast, and I'm like, man, you know, how many chair, how many angels with flaming swords were placed at the at the at the uh, the gate of Eden to bar the way back into Eden? He said two. I said two exactly. There was two above the mercy seat, and their wings touched. I said it's the right and it's the left. Hemisphere uh, uh, of the mind. Cerebellum, or how, how do you say it? It's the the right and the left hemisphere of God in, of, of of the brain, and they cover the mercy seat, and their wings touch in the middle of that wall. And and as we undertake in our problem solving everyday consciousness, impulses of electricity fire. It's the two flaming swords that bar the way back, man. I'm like, yes, sir, finally. You know? Yes, and if if you look at if you take a a brain and you the, you know they show the you know opened up where uh, all the the parts are in the brain. If you look at it, it looks like two cherubims, like you see the angel aspect of the brain and how the two wings are touching each other. Absolutely. The right, that's, of the that's right it. and the left hemispheres of the brain. So then whenever you have an electrical system, you automatically have a, mag, a, a, a magnetic system 90 oh, degrees yes, apart yes. from the electrical system. And so yes, we sir. are electromagnetic beings. And so... Uh, when we look at these two flaming swords that bar the way back into the garden, you can look at it in two different ways. You can look at it as the two wings that were given to the woman to go out in the wilderness, the two testaments. And, yes. and at first, in the in when we're emotionally attached to them, we, we only see the, the literal aspects of it. And, and St. Paul said, the letter of the law leads to death, but the spirit, the symbolic yes. meaning, gives us life. You know, so we can't get emotionally vested in these stories because it's just it's a road straight to death. You know, oh, but yeah. then um, when we undertake in in our own logic, trying to figure these stories out, and we say, yeah, I think that's what it means. And oh, by the way, you know, I mean, this talking snake and he did, and this guy got swallowed by a whale, and, and that's just that's crap. We can't figure it out in our intellect. You know, and so. Oh. And so when all of these two flaming swords of all these, that's why, the, that's why when, when Jesus cured the blind man, he cured his ignorance. Oh, and yes, then sir. he said, he said, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees walking. All the dendrites and all the nervous system look like uh, of trees. Yes. And, and that electrical firing is governed by the head, the two, yes. the two and, the, and the serpent. And that serpent is either the lower or it's a golden candlestick. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, I mean, it's like all of a sudden I realize that as long as I try to figure this out in my um, walking around consciousness, I can't do it. No man's done no. it. No. no man has ever done it. And no, no man will ever do it. No, you have to shut us, all that down. Yeah, it tells us to study to show ourselves approved, which I know you study diligently. And, I mean, that's, uh, you know, a little here, a little there, everywhere the word, you know, we'll we'll find it if we seek and search it out. It, it, it yeah, will but, manifest. But what I'm trying to say is, look, look at life right here. This is what I told my friend the other day at breakfast. I said, 
The days come and are now when we can take the book and put it on the shelf and say, I'm done with the book. Yes. I'm done with the book. It's time to get on with the love relationship. I want face-to-face. I'm done with the book. Well, I got to go meet Christ in the air, and I can only do that inside of me, inside consciousness. You know, I can only do that there. I can't do it. Um, externally yet, but there'll come a day when we'll be able to do it as Christ is 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 uh, formed in each of these living vessels on the earth. Then yes, there will come a day I, I, when we I, will have an external uh, viewing of face to face. You know? No, I agree with you because, like you said, he didn't want it to be written on tablets of stone, but he be wanted he wants it to be written on the tablets of our heart, our mind where it becomes alive and part of us, to where we can do right. that in testament and testimony. You know, cause, Darn right. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, writing a love letter to my sweetheart, that's all good and everything, but <laughs> I'd much rather, you know, <laughs> I got have a you relationship. <laughs> You'd rather be there firsthand, I know. <laughs> and I don't want anybody banging on the... On the uh, the wedding tent going, let me in. I'm like, hold on a minute, you know. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm not in here. <laughs> yeah, I want the best wine. <laughs> That's right. The cane is, I want to have the, yeah, I want to be the first person in there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. The scripture says, don't plow the field with another man's heifer. That's yours. Yep. That's yours. I can't, I can't plow the field with what's yours and nor you with mine. And so, you know, you go and have that, that face-to-face with your sweetheart, man. I'll go with mine, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, uh, I, I don't want yours. You got yours, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I think St. Paul was saying, he said, look, you know, look, um, once we get to this point, let's, look, they haven't even, they've never understood it to begin with. And how do I know that? Because I've been in those shoes. I was in those shoes for 36 years. Yeah. Longer than that, more like 40. And and I, I know that as I read the Bible today, um, and these keys are being revealed and these, these revelations are coming at a faster and faster rate, I've come to realize I've never understood the Bible. But that understanding is coming, you know. No, well, you know the way they teach us to understand it. it. I mean, you read it and you think you understand it, but somehow it didn't really make no sense. But we just—they <laughs> right. keep telling us that we have to step out in faith, just believe it in faith. What they're saying is that's the way it is. Right. That's how they keep people tied up into that. We do have to step out in faith in the knowledge of the truth but not according to their aspect. It tells us not to be carried about by every wind of doctrine. Well, you know, when, when Peter caught those 153, we were talking about that earlier. He, he didn't just catch 153 fish. The scripture says in, in, emphatically he caught 153 great fishes. And in the uh, Zohar, uh, God is, is uh, said that God is a great fish in the midst of the seas. And so, uh, you know, when you catch these great fishes, it's like all of a sudden the light behind the symbol comes to where you can see it. It's no longer darkness, you know. 
and oh, and yeah. it, you see the light, and you're like, oh, that's why Peter, he fell on his knees, and he's like, oh, what a wretched man. I mean, it's always been here, and I never saw it, you know. Oh, I understand that. I mean, you know, I look back at what I knew then and what I've come to know now and how precious the women are that, uh, you know, and what their uh, importance is in the scriptures, you know, and things like that. There there was a time when uh, um, I want to say maybe about uh, four months, five months back, maybe, maybe longer than that, you and I had a conversation one night, Jim, about uh, matriarchy and yeah. and how, you know, today, you know, religion is taught from a patriarchal, not in all societies, but in many societies, most actually, it's a patriarchal system where the woman is uh, made uh, to serve and she's in no way, shape, or form equal to the man. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But in a matriarchal system, it's not the opposite. It's, it's not that the woman is greater than the man. It's that they're equal. And well, she she will choose the man in which she's going to have relations with, you know. But it's it's a um, – when you go look at the ancient systems and you go look at the hieroglyphs in Egypt, they clearly, under certain pharaohs, uh, like in Nefertiti's reign, um, it was a matriarchal system. And it was a system that was uh, um, spiritual-based and not, you know, fleshly-based under these patriarchal systems, which are seem to be... Clearly, there's a, a power vested in a few men under patriarchal systems uh, versus... You know, the I want to say the opposite, but it's not the opposite. The matriarchal system is not the opposite of patriarch, and and that's the thing is that we, as we climb Jacob's ladder, we we want to climb the rungs to get us back into the garden, and that's fine. But that's not that's not the end of the ladder, you know, and no. we have to come to the point where the two now become one. Um. You know the the um, they were um, hand in hand. Uh, I got you. Yes, right. There, there's an old song back in the it was back in I guess the well you could say the 60s and early 70s. It's called the rib R I B. Yeah. By by Jenny C Riley. He's and it basically goes it's it's for women I guess you could say it says I'm not a I'm not a foot bone to be stepped on or, uh, you know, and it, it goes on. It says, I am the rib, that we walk hand in hand, you know, and this and that is you're not over me and I'm not over you, basically, that we're a right. unit, one. And it, it really made a lot of sense. Well, I mean, Genesis chapter 5, verse 2 says, and he called their name Adam. Yes. He didn't distinguish whether it was male or female. They were both male and female, and both of their name was Adam. And as you get into the Gospel of Thomas, you've got Peter arguing with the Messiah, saying, are you going to teach them how to be male so that they can be saved? You know, all salvation is <laughs> only for the males here. Are you going to teach them how to be male? So they... In other words, he's not talking about the outer extremities so much as he's talking about emotion. No, I agree. 
and and the the men have to their feminine half of themselves have to learn to be female and work as one with the male aspect in order to be the complete unit to where things are manifest and can manifest the way they they were intended to do from the beginning. You know, it's funny that you said, I just, as soon as that came out uh, and you started talking, I, I thought about Greg Braden's teaching of uh, the mind and the heart becoming one in, in terms of the thought and the desire merging into one cord. And if you link thought desire with will, and now you have a threefold cord, and it's impossible during near to break a threefold cord. A triangle is extremely strong. Oh, so, I... You know, once you get that will in there, you know, but the but the desire is not the desire for carnal for self so much as it is, um, in other words, just the the lusts of the flesh, so to speak. Right? You know, like when I talked about the men of Sodom being, you know, homosexuals, right? And, yeah. And when you think about the men of Sodom and you realize this is a parable and it's a story about every single one of us, the flesh is male in the analogy and the thoughts are male. So when the thoughts serve the flesh, that's a homosexual need, right? Well, yeah. You see that? Because it's male-male. Yeah. But I'll sort of go along with that. When the people came into Sodom and Gomorrah, they did not let them leave. They, they, you know, they took their wealth and everything they had so that they couldn't leave. They kept them there. And well, it's carnality was, running the show. It's it's the place of, remember, the spiritual place where the crucifixion happens is that Egypt and Sodom? Yes, yes. Because yes. that's carnality. Once carnality takes over and the lust of the flesh rule the house, remember, Eve brought the fruit to, emotion brings the fruit the desire to the mind, and the mind says, "I got it, baby." You know, lay back. Yeah. Yep. Come on, and You're I think with big dog now, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just like Sodom and Gomorrah is typified what's basically going to happen in our time, so to speak, in a roundabout way. Didn't fire come down time. and consume them? Because look. If you look at what's going on today, uh, the way the systems run, they got us in bondage just like they did in Sodom. The people came into the town. They took their wealth and everything they had. They didn't let them leave. They had to do what that the king of Sodom and Gomorrah had them do. They weren't able to leave. Okay, well, look at look at your own thoughts from an unregenerated status. Okay, you were totally driven. I, I, no, no, I'm not going to project on you. Look at my own thoughts from an own from my own unregenerated status. I was totally driven by the lusts of my flesh, and my mind worked overtime to appease and satiate my desires and my lusts, my greed and my fears. And nothing escapes that realm. Nothing can escape that realm until. An aspect of Judas within me, okay, um, puts to death the flesh and says, you know what, we're going to put this to death. It's going to be a, a, a small death. Um, we're going to call it meditation. And we're going we're to go into this meditative state and we're going to be still. 
and all of this, the, the, the seas, all that's going to calm, all right? And the sea, the churning emotions and the lust and the fears, and it's all going to come to a calm still, all right? And, 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 and the flesh is like, <laughs> you better let go of me, you know? <laughs> you know? Don't you know who you're dealing with, you know? <laughs> but, you know, you know, that's Goliath, man. You know, it's hard to beat Goliath. Until you smack him right in the middle of the forehead and punch him in that pineal, and then he's done, you know. Yeah. And it's like that's it. And yeah. and then there ain't no at that point. There's no more need for uh, for uh, this this aspect of faith. And then he's like, that's why Saint Paul, you know, Saint Paul said, "Look, for we know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord." Yes. Okay, so then he said, and we are willing and confident to be absent from the body. Now, what's he saying there? Come on, clearly St. Paul. I mean, come on, you trying to tell me the champion for Christianity is telling people to go out and kill themselves? No, I, I don't think, think so. No, I don't agree with that either. I, I, But I think that's why some people take that to mean that, and that's why they take their own lies and stuff. Right, but what if he's talking about uh, meditation I, and that I, to literally have an OBE, this this uh, this place where you fly out of the ark, the window at the top, and and you, uh, me, that is which is me, uh, spirit condescending in the matter, um, flies out of this matter, and and we to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, and we know we can't bring a stain or a spot or a blemish into the presence of the Lord. So it's our carnal mind, our waking, problem-solving mind, even allowed in that temple? No. no I, 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 I understand. It's just, I mean, like, I mean, I've had out-of-body experiences, and when you go through those, and like you've heard people say, going through the tunnels or wormholes, <clears throat> I mean, I I've did that, and believe me, it when you're in that state, I mean, you know all possibility is there. You're not you're no longer confined in this body, but you're everywhere present at the same time, just as the Creator is, and you know that you know that uh, the greatness of that divine essence that's within us and part of us, that we are. And the knowledge that's come forth, you know, when, like, I mean, it happened within my mind, even though I had that out-of-body experience, I just thought it, and it answered me back immediately with the correct answer. Way back when, you know, before, before I come to the truth and that, you know how they tell you there's a hell and this and that? Yeah. So when I was a little boy, uh, I had uncles and them used to torment me real bad about the devil in your eyes. and all. I had a fear of that. Right. But uh, when I had that out-of-body experience and things like that there, and uh, things were explained to me about certain things that I was asking about. <clears throat> and then it says, well, you got to go back. You can't come here. 
And I'm thinking, well, if I can't come here, there's only one other place, you know, because of what I was taught when I was younger. And hey, listen to this. I, I have to it, quote the scripture to you, so it can, this, will, this will, I'm going to speak life into you. You know, you talk about hell being, here's, here's a proof from the same scriptures they tell you going to hell someday. Listen to this. Proverbs 15:24. The way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. I, I agree. Hell that he may depart from hell beneath shows that when we walk out our lives, I mean, that which is carnal is, is hellish. You know, we're creating our own prisons in carnality. Oh, I agree. And there, there's no such place as hell as they teach that. And it, the hell is the graveyard. And everybody goes there. Even the scripture says, Hell has enlarged herself. It's talking about the graveyard. Sheol, right, the grave. So, you know, that, that word there in Proverbs I just read to you, Proverbs, I think it's fifteen twenty four. the word there for hell is Sheol or the grave. But think about it if, I, if you say it like that, the way of life is above to the wise that he may depart from the grave beneath. But think about that, that he may depart from the grave beneath. Well, what? <laughs> I, I mean, St. Paul wrote that corruption cannot inherit incorruption. Or, I agree. That the inc- it, it doesn't, I mean, maybe it's the way around, that incorruption doesn't inherit corruption. So, I mean, you know, this idea that people are going to pop up out of the graves and they're going to inherit internal life, you know, they're going to walk around a bunch of, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no, ridiculous. I agree, but that's what they're teaching the system is teaching the people through these churches and stuff. And like I like I was telling the people, you know, the churches are part of this system. They're not separate. They're trying to say they're separate, but they're not. And there's a lot of good intentions that people have, but they've been taught a false lie. I mean, they, they, they've been taught a lie to teach the people, to keep them into bondage, to where they can control and lead about the masses. The thing is, we need to move beyond all that there and see that it, it, it's not a literal thing, but it's the spiritual thing that's, you know, that's the life, the truth, and the way. It's not something that, you know, like I was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. You look at what happened there and look what's happening now. The... Sodom and Gomorrah in ancient times is uh, like a typified thing that's going to take place in the modern time in a roundabout way because you look at uh, the system. It's You come into it, they bind you into it, and you can't ever get out of it. Well, you can, I mean, for those that wake up can, but I'm just saying that the way the they have the churches, they're filling their heads full of lies, that they, they there's a way that seemeth right, but the end thereof is destruction and death. And then there's a scripture also in the scriptures that says we're like sheep being led to slaughter. I mean... Well, there's a, uh, there's a guy, his name is Edward Bernays, and one of the things I would recommend to the, uh, the listeners is see if they can find it. It's a four-part series called The Century of the Self. It's a four-part series. I think the guy who created it is called Adam Curtis. 
been a long time since I viewed that. I mean, maybe even eight years back. Anyway, I think around um, part one or two, there's something called happiness machines. One of the parts is called happiness machines. And what Bernays, who was the nephew of Freud, figured out was that if you give the public everything at once, then you can pacify this beast. The beast is the desire mind, which is only bent on its own satiation, which is why the beast has the number 666. One is 18, one and eight is nine. The beast is the, the, the lower desire mind of carnality, which only wants what it wants. And so that's what they figured out is how to satiate the beast. And the way, the way they learned how to do it was to give it whatever it wants. And oh, so okay. in, in comes credit cards. In comes you can have it now with low monthly payments. Okay, so you can get whatever you want. But, I mean, we're looking for Sodom and Gomorrah. It's been here for well over um, – a hundred years easily. Hell, it's been here for six thousand years. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, it 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 really is our our every every man and woman's carnality. I mean, it's our carnal nature. Oh yeah. I was reading one of these things uh, uh, on the chat line. Uh, Lilu wrote in here. It says that they learn to quiet their minds and look away from the screens. They will hear the still small voice that is awaiting to be heard and guide them. How that is a true statement, right there. Absolutely, it's true. It's it's, but it's it's you can't like in other words, you she wrote it, you read it, I confirmed it, but the listener can't know it until they do it. You know. I agree. I agree. Because it has to become part of us, or it's not. It's just, it's just words being tossed in the wind. Right. That's that's Peter. That's Peter and the twelve being tossed to and fro by the raging waves and every wind of doctrine. You know. Yes, sir. Uh, that, that's the boat, and the boat is our life. I and, agree. Uh, it's not it's until just, the fourth watch that Jesus comes walking out on the water to him. You know, and that it's is, literally that, time for the change. You know. Yes, that enlightened state of mind that, you know, that day storm that dawns in within us. Hey, I got it now. Now I can yeah, walk on water hand when in he, hand. When he looks up, well, he looks not down. When he looks down, he sinks. He looks back to the monitors like Lulu was saying. When he looks up towards, you know, Christ, he can walk on water. He can continue to walk on water. And he is above carnality, and he's not pulled back down into the mire of lusts and desires and fears and greed, you know. So oh, I Peter, agree. Peter is our mind. Peter is, is, that's why I like what Gary calls Peter the impregnator. That's right. Peter is our mind, you know. No, I agree. And we're not to look on, uh, I mean, everything that's going on out there. I mean, we're in this world, but we're not of it. And when we see the storms coming or we're in the thick of it, we don't look at the scenario. I mean, you acknowledge that it's there, but then you you change that picture of what's going on and put your mind on that Christ mind, that anointed aspect of what you want, and give thanks for it, and then you will steer clear of it. I can't remember. A friend of mine and I... Um 
used to do a morning Bible study every morning, and and years back we went through and all of the Pauline letters, and we somewhere found in one of the letters where Paul was basically saying that um, in the days to come that the healing of the nations was not going to be um, out of the religious crowd. And and basically, um, you know, the, in fact, the religious crowd was going to be put to shame because if anybody is supposed to know, they've got a hold of the scriptures. They're the ones who were given the scriptures. And yet, they don't know them. They've all fallen asleep to them. But, the, but have you noticed that there is a... Um, a huge movement that's talking about these things, but they're not talking about it from religious um, perspectives. They're not using religious words and religious um, analogies to describe the same processes of the mind. I mean, have have you noticed that? Oh, yes. They're trying to take the the spiritual aspect out of everything. I mean, no, it's what, like I, what I'm saying is not that, they're, not that they're trying to take away from it. I'm just saying that a lot of the teaching that's coming forth today at this particular time is not couched in religious undertones. It's saying exactly the same thing that those religious stories are trying to teach. It's just that the people that are coming forth teaching um, salvation today, um, they're not teaching it from the religious perspectives. They're teaching you about meditation and they're teaching you about, you know, this inner fire, but they're not using the analogies of the scriptures. You know what I mean? They understand it. They've come at it from a totally different perspective, you know? Oh, yeah. Nowadays they are. Yeah, I got that. But there's still a lot of them that's still tied to it. But I understand those that are waking up are not, they're not explaining in the way we did 20 years ago. I mean, they're, like you said, through meditation and uh, through the kundalini, raising the kundalini aspect within that serpentine energy to where we can open up the pineal gland and step into that heavenly uh, realm. Yeah, and I think that that scares the, um, I think in a sense it's the same old game that's always been played. What they did a while back about Ten years, they rolled out the same old game, and they called it the the, the Hebraic the Hebraic roots movement. And um, I got sucked up into it. And I'm, I know all about it. I mean, next thing you know, I'm going to all the feasts and I'm doing all these things, and I'm like, hey, I'm a holy guy. I'm doing all this stuff, and it was it was it's empty. It was totally empty. It was just me going through the motions and didn't have any clue what I was up to, you know. Oh, I understand. I agree. I mean, I I did things along that line also. But it's such a great thing when you find out really what's going on and you apply it and you see that it works and then you overcome those things. And it's it's a mighty thing. Like I was talking with White Wolf earlier today, you know, we're just going to have to purpose within ourselves that we're going to give our all. And if we don't, you know, the time's coming either those of us that are on the path of knowledge and understanding, you know, of the true self, I mean, we'll make it through. But those of us that are tied to, like you said, the electronic 
aspect of it and these other things and keep going along like they've always gone along. I mean, even the ancient texts and the scriptures show that they're going to die off. They're going to die out. There's two paths. One's going to be where we're going to get it up, get it on, and go on. And the other one's, it's going to be a hard road to follow, and the end is death. I mean, they're going to have to make a choice sooner or later. I'd rather it be now than later. Well, that's right. I mean, I think, what is that song, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin? He said, there's two paths you can go by. He said, "He said there's still time to change the road you're on, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, they're, I mean, in a way, they're like, I say they're prophets in their own right. They're speaking out what they've come to see, what they've seen and come to understand, which is really the truth. And that's what the, that's what the texts are saying. I mean, we're either going to be as the creator or we're going to die like men, like he said, for lack of knowledge. That's Psalm 82.6. Yes. That's right. Or like uh, I was listening to Jimi Hendrix today. I mean, Jimi Hendrix of all places. And he says, all along the watchtower, princes kept the view. And then he says, and barefoot servants too. He said, but out there in the cold distance, he said, two riders were were approaching, and the wind began to howl. You know, and the two riders, man, there's your there's your two witnesses. There's your holding the two testaments, the wind, the four winds. Hold back the four winds until all that are meant to be sealed are sealed, you know. I mean, um, <laughs> you know. I agree with what you're saying. It's, like it's there if you look. You start to bend your <laughs> ear to hear the tune, and you start to, you start to look around, and you're like, that gum. It's literally everywhere. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, I mean, when I listen to a song or something like that, I listen to the words. A lot of people say they just like the beat and they listen to the beat, which I do too. But, you know, what's the purpose of listening to a song if you don't listen to the words? Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and there is truth in there. Like Bob Marley. I mean, if you look uh, at all the music. I mean, he he was a prophet in his own time. I mean, if people really listened to what the guy said, he was locking and clocking, man. He knew he knew what was going on. He said, "We know and we understand. A mighty God is a living man." <laughs> that's the truth. Stand up, a living man. That's why that's why Saint Paul said, "We know and we understand. The dead in Christ cannot proceed the alive." Why? Because the alive in Christ are alive today, walking in the earth today. The kingdom of God is at hand. So the alive in Christ are walking in Christ today, just like the Holy Spirit said in, in Hebrews, today, if you can hear his voice. You know, so, you know, we know, we understand those that have died in Christ cannot not died as in, you know, the physical bodies in the ground, the kingdom of the Flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God. So those who have died in Christ have fallen from a spiritual level. That's, that's the boy sitting up in the two-story window. St. Paul's laying it down, and he falls from the height to his death. And St. Paul breathes into him and pulls him back up. Well, what did he do? He called him the spiritual meanings again and gave him life. No, I agree with yeah. that. Put him back like on I, the path. Well, like I was telling some people that I know, uh, that, you know, they said, well, what would you tell people about this and that? I said, you know, 
I will tell people to endeavor to understand what's truly going on within themselves and what the the divine creator has for them. You know, I said, I know you read the scriptures and there's truth in them, but don't take it in a literal sense because it's a spiritual uh, understanding in a spiritual book. Absolutely. I said, I said, if you look at it from the carnality, you're going to lose out. I said, but if you endeavor to search the scriptures, like it says, and look up the meanings and really endeavor to do it, he said, don't be a hearer only, but be a doer. It's to the doer, not to the hearer. Because if we do it... Yeah. I'm sorry, you go ahead. Because if we do it, keep going. I said, because if we do the scriptures, we're going to see that it's there and that it's real and that it works not once in a while, sometimes, or maybe. It's on time, every time, all the time. And we're just going to grow and grow and grow in greater knowledge, and people are going to come across across our path to where, you know, they can add to it, and hopefully we can add to what they have come to know, to where we all get a bigger, uh, bigger uh, understanding of what's taking place here. Because there's going to come a time, and I, I think it's going to be sooner than later, where, I mean, whatever choice they've made, they're going to have to, well, they they will suffer the consequence. Hopefully, it'll be a blessing instead of a cursing. Now, you know that the scriptures talks about a certain class of people called Kenites, right? The Kenites and Kenites, yes. And in my opinion, um, in and many other gospels that weren't actual actually canonized, it talks about how a wise man, if he knows that something is going to be taken from him, what he will do is he will take that which is of value and hide it in pl- in plain sight so that when it is taken, you know, by force, then the truth will will be able to be realized again one day. And it's like this, to say it in another way, if you have a garden and you, or a farm and you're planting seed in your farm, well... You want to be able to harvest seed out of the fruit that's taken from the farm so that you can plant again in the new season. So um, otherwise, you're done. It's one and done, right, if you don't have any more seeds for the next season to plant. So, um, So think about what has been done. The spiritual light has been couched in uh, emotional stories. And the emotional stories have no light at all. It's just total darkness. It's ignorance. There's very little there for um, eternity in those emotional stories. Basically, there's a moral code uh, for people who are walking around in what the scriptures call dead in Christ, right? Spiritually dead. Um, Not alive yet to... The the you know the, the saving message which is encoded in those symbols, and think about what the parable of the um, the vineyard is telling us that that the vineyard was established Isaiah chapter five, and then it was let out to husbandmen farmers who were supposed to you know hold 
the vineyard in their possession. And then and then the the owner of the vineyard sends his servants to collect, you know, the um um the rent or the produce or the avails from from those who were attending the vineyard. And effectively they said, let's kill him. All right. <laughs> All right. So then along comes, you know, he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send the heir. I'll see if he can't collect. And they said, hey, he's the heir. Let's kill him. And then it'll all be ours. Right. So, yeah. Although we like to like point the finger outside of us. And where, while it is true that there is a certain faction of of men and women, I believe, in the earth today that know who they are, know what they're up to, um, and have effectively taken the vineyard by force. Um, a trial um, is happening right now, and evidence is being gathered such that the truth has been the truth hasn't been lost. It's just the truth has been concealed. And what's really interesting is those who were set, those who the kingdom were, was leased to, they themselves have forgotten the, the what the symbols mean. They don't know themselves anymore. And they, they'll go on and on about the lost word and all this stuff. They don't even know themselves anymore. They've forgotten themselves. And so all this time has gone by, and it's still sitting there in the hands of a knowledgeable few, um, which the scriptures declare to be the elect. And no. and what's going to happen is, St. Paul writes it as this, he calls himself Paul the Aged in, in the book of Philemon. He says he's going to send Onesimus, the reason why he calls himself Paul the Aged, because he sends Onesimus across time to Philemon, which is the latter, it's the church in today's time or any time, and with the truth. And what's the church going to do? Are they supposed to receive Onesimus as a runaway slave or as a benefit to them bringing the truth, you know, to their hallowed halls? And unfortunately, over the past two, two, three thousand years, when Onesimus shows up to these churches, which is the elect messengers, the elect children uh, birthed in the earth um, from the elect lady, uh, the Holy Spirit, the uh, the churches say, uh-uh, mm-mm. they're like King Herod. They're like, not on our watch, Jack. Off with his head. You know? And well, uh, but if the world continues at- on the way it does. Yeah, if they're looking at it from the aspect of the church, the church, I mean, uh, they're going to follow along with the system. I mean, we're the ecclesia, which is the body electric, and we're not going to have anything to do with the churches or anything of that sort. We're going to stick to the, you know, the the understanding we've come to understand through not only the scriptures, but other places also we find those uh how can I put it cliches they're not cliches uh, let's just say um uh, I'm trying to find the word for it. 
caches of truth. I mean, that are all before us that, you know, we need to not just be hearers of, but we need to actually do that. That's what's that, going to make us alive. That's it. What you just said is the is the absolute where the rubber meets the road because it's easy for us to point fingers outside and say those people, but in reality, the story that was just told is a story about our higher self and our lower self. And when the proof comes that we need to meditate, we need to do these things, are we going to just dismiss it and say, ah, that's just some Eastern mysticism and that ain't got nothing to do with it. And we just let it go and we never do anything about it. And basically that's chopping off John the Baptist's head, right? And, yeah. uh, and are we going to actually get to doing it where it actually makes a, a difference and, uh, you know, Christ can be formed in us. Otherwise, you know, our lower nature will always beat Jesus across the back. That's what we do. No, and if we're, if we're honest about it, that's true. We, we, we do that. And, you know, when Jesus appears before the lower nature, the lower nature pilot says, what is truth? The truth is standing right in front of them. And the yeah, lower nature can't it. even begin to understand truth. Yes. It tells us to lay hold of the truth. I mean, it, and I, uh, there's a there's a scripture in the in the Bible where it tells at least once in life the truth is going to come to us. I'm not talking about the truth of what the system's putting out there, but I'm talking about the the true divine truth. Someone's right. going to come along, or we're going to read it somewhere that's going to cause us to think and go down a different path of enlightenment where we can see and actually gain the the true divine truth. You know what I'm talking about? But it's up to us when it comes, even though we may hear it from somebody, what does most people do? They dismiss it. Oh, I don't believe that garbage. And then they'll walk on until something really bad happens somewhere down the line and they have no other choice. And they remember, because it comes back to their mind what that person has said, and they, and they also know by their experiences when they've been in all these churches, when they pray and ask for something, they never get their prayers answered. So they're not going to go down that path. They're going to look for anything that will work. And it, it'll come back to their understanding and mind. That's why it says when we lay hold of that to, you know, to... To, to run with that and to fight the good fight of faith and, you know, endure to the end, you know, and do everything we can to, to see and understand and to do it, not just hear it. I mean, I did that uh, most of my life. When I started doing, that's when things started changing. And I always, back then, I always thought, oh, I, I have a lot of time. I can do it. I never thought that, you know, it could end at any time. Uh, you know, uh, in my mind, both of my parents are gone. And in my right. mind, I never thought of them never being there. And that was a great wake-up call for me. You know, I'm, I, I know everybody checks out of here, but, you know, you don't ever want to think about those things. And when it happens, it's like a door slamming, hitting you in the face. 
And uh, that's why when somebody tells me something, I don't just jump on it, but I don't discard it either. I go check and check it out because maybe they've touched on something that I didn't see yet. Once I test it and try it and understand it, that if it goes along with the other things that I found out and, and that it works, then I'll keep it. But if not, I'll discard it and not think about it no more. Because that's how important our life and, um, how can I put it, our understanding and, uh, is to know the, for us to know the truth and to be able to be as the Creator is and walk in it and do it. We always think we've got a lot of time or right. we, uh, we discard it. And I try not to do that no more. And it's not that I'm taking everything everybody says, but, I, you know, I check out what they say. I don't just discard it right at first. If it works and it's part of what goes along with the understanding of that we know that I've tested and tried and I know that it works, then I, like I said, I'll keep it. It's like that bag of jewels that White Wolf talks about all the time. You keep it and use it. And if it don't, just toss it aside. Because, I, I, I mean, people can see every, by everything that's going on, not only with the government and the system, but with the uh, elements in the air, I mean, the weather, everything, the planet. I mean, these are all signs like the that was prophesied from the beginning that were going to happen. These are signs for us to wake up and get our house in order. That if we don't, you know, it's our own fault because we just, we were like that slothful man. And it talks about the ten virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. Five of the virgins, they went and trimmed their lamps, got plenty of oil, and just kept doing what they, you know, normally did in the in the temples and stuff like that. And they survived. But the other one, it says, you know, the bridegroom came, you know, they shut the door. They went out to try to find oil. They tried to find a way to make it in, and they couldn't. You know, uh-huh. I think that, uh, you know, that goes back to Noah's story. You know, when the when the trouble comes, you know, you can look at Noah in a positive or negative light. You can look at it as in the waters of truth came and washed away all the illusions and delusions of falsity. You can look at it that way. So Noah is a, is a story of baptism. Or, you know, as in the raging seas of emotional doubt, if you will, and fear uh, hits you. If you haven't built the ark, everybody else is, you know, I got to tell you, when I started first talking about meditation and stuff, (laughs) my crowd was just laughing at me, man, you know. And I did somewhat feel like Noah in a sense, you know. I mean, I was like, you know, I'm saying, hey, man, I'm seeing these things in the scriptures, and, and they're like, Hey, man, that's Eastern crap, you know. And I was like, I, I don't think so. I think this is, 
And, you know, I started to do it, and I just they, they chirped in my ear, and I just I gave it up. And I said, well, hell, maybe they're right, you know. And then I came back to it. I was like, no, they ain't right. You know, I'm I'm right here on this matter. And I just I said, I finally I had to just put them to just put them behind me and had to start building my ark. You know, and they can laugh all they want. You know. Well, I, no, I agree with what you're saying, but I mean, it's just like when people are talking about baptism, they think they have to physically be baptized in water. They don't. Right. The so baptism, even the Messiah teacher uh, was telling them. You know, the baptism is like, you said, you it's like the wind. You hear, you said, you hear the sound. You can feel the wind blowing to and fro. You don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone that's born of the Spirit or baptized of the right mind. Which, uh, baptism, but, I mean, the Catholic Church says that you got to be physically baptized in water. I mean, when you're going to go in dirty and come out dirty at the same time unless you're going to go take a bath well no you got some of these churches they, you know they got a big argument going do, do you need to sprinkle or do you need to dunk which one is it you know and the answer is not don't have right? nothing to do with that yeah <laughs> that's right that's right yeah yeah but i mm-hmm. like what you quoted about the about that it's because the spiritual man can pull St. Paul wrote it like this, there's nothing impure to one who is pure. Yes, sir. So I can eat, you can eat of the uh, Quran if you like. You could eat of any holy book that you desire. If you understand what the symbols are telling you, then what's, it, what's your job? Your job is to sit down if the door of utterance is opened and to describe to the listener what these symbols are telling them. And yes, then if they don't want to have anything to do with it, then you, you know, metaphorically get up and shake the dust off your feet and off your sandals and you, you leave. No, you I know. agree with you. It's just like everybody's using the big word meditation now, which is all well yeah. and good. I'm not denying that. But I, like I told the guy, he says meditation. Well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, it's like this. You think, right? He says, well, yeah. I said, okay. I said, meditation means to stop and think about what's being said, what's being done. Think about, you know, meditation means to think about it. You meditate. You're thinking about the Creator, and you're meditating on the things and praying unto the that divine essence within you that you're blessed, you're prospered, your family's in perfect divine health, you know, and that your desires that you're seeking to to have or to manifest, that they come forth just like it's, it's telling us. We have to think about those things. We have to hold up that, that, that clean picture, our desires, with emotion in order to bring it into manifestation. That's what it's telling us to think about or meditate about. I said it means to think about it. Think about where where you're at at this point in time in this three-dimensional aspect of the world, where you're going, what you desire to be or to become, you know, and where you're going to be at in your walk with that divine creator life essence within you, you know. Or are you just going to be ruthless and 
an unbridled son or daughter of the Creator and just go out and raise hell and hurt and harm everybody you see. Which one are you going to be, the good or the bad? I mean, well, you know what? I think that um, I, I, what you just said, and I, I just realized, Jim, it's eleven eleven. I need to jump off myself. But I, I think what you just said about you have this choice. You can, you can take these holy books, and you can just take them on face value and get involved emotionally with the stories and listen to what, you know, fallen religion is going to tell you they mean. And you can go out and you can say, hey, you know, my book here is telling me I need to go kill all the infidels. <laughs> and another guy says, hey, well, my book says it's okay to rape little little girls. And you say, oh, my God, Mike, Christianity would never say anything like that. And I say, well, hold on a minute. What about over here with Moses says, hey, you know, um, all the men, kill them. All the women that have known a man, kill them. All the little boys, kill them. All the little girls who haven't known a man, keep them for yourself. Now, you tell me what that sound like to you. Sounds like a lunatic. And that's what he told them. But in the hands of, a, of an ignorant man, that sounds like pedophilia to me. I agree. Yeah, it does. And, you know, and you, and you say, well, there's your, you know, or... You know, you want to look at another holy book, and I'm just going to speak to the one that I use. But it doesn't matter which one you look at. If all they got is a symbol, then they're really poor. What a a tremendous poverty if all you got is a symbol. You know, the little girls who haven't known a man are the virgin daughters. Remember, Lot sent out two virgin daughters to base carnality, the men of Sodom, in order to try to make a change, but what did the men of Sodom do? They were like, we don't want nothing to do with these two. Who well, they, wanted we want? the they wanted the men. And so they want to intercourse the mind with the flesh. We, what yeah. do we want with the two virgin daughters of God? We don't want nothing to do with that. You know, not the flesh. The flesh doesn't want anything to do with that. The flesh wants what it wants. They want security, wants to be warm, safe, well-fed, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm just saying that um, religion, in a sense, in the hands of manipulative, power-hungry, um, and office-seeking priests is very dangerous because they teach it in a very fleshly way. And unfortunately, when they teach it that way, it's... Uh, I mean, you get people like um, David Koresh saying, it's okay, just bring your daughters to me. I'll take care of them. I mean, and he uses the Bible to say it's okay. I mean, it's okay. Moses said I can lay with them, so there you go. Bring them on here to me. And people say, oh, but that David Koresh, he was an evil dude. No, he was using the Bible. Oh, yeah, but he misinterpreted. No, 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 Mr. Littlewoods. That's what it says right there in the Bible. You get to keep all the virgin the virgin girls for yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I had another friend of mine send me a text last week. He said guns should be perfectly legal and reading the Bible in the hands of um, without the knowledge of a 
um, knowledgeable priests should be illegal. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can get down with that, you know? Because it just leads to, hey, man, what we got to go do is we got to go kill all those heathens, you know, because <laughs> you know, I mean, they don't believe like we do, you know. No, I understand that. I mean, you know, like it says, those of us that, uh, you know, that are seeking and endeavoring to know the truth, I believe we'll find it. And those that, you know, that want to stay where they're at, you know, because it says a wise man changes his mind often, but a fool never does. Mm-hmm. And if you stay in that same spot and don't grow, that's what's going to happen. It's just like a plant that grows so far, and all of a sudden it says, I don't want to grow. It don't get water and everything. It's just going to die out. What uh, the and, scripture says, wisdom is justified by her children. So look what a, look what a man does. Look what a woman does in her life. Wisdom is justified by our children. What, what are what are her deeds? What are, what are his deeds? And and we can know the fool and the wise man looking at their uh, right. So we can look at the fruit that's on the tree, you know. And this was given the other day. I was talking about this the other day to my um my wife, and she said to me, she said, um, you realize the fig flowers internally that the fig is actually a flower. And I said, yeah, I knew that the fig wasn't a fruit. I knew it was a flower. And she said, yeah, but it flowers internally. And I said, sort of like us. Right. Mm. Yeah. And n- learn the parable of the fig tree, right? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. The internal flower. Yes. Right. Well, brother, and, you know, did you know, just real quick, did you know that there are um, two kinds of fig trees? Actually, three kinds. There's three three kinds of fig trees. The male fig, which I believe is the uh, caprice or the goat fig. There's the female fig tree, which is the Smyrna. And then, did you know that there is a fig tree that doesn't require pollination? It's called the common fig tree. And so what you're looking at is the one who doesn't require pollination is the election. I like that. I can understand that. <laughs> the male and the female requires this little fig wasp to fly back and forth to to germinate and pollinate the two. <laughs> Pretty amazing stuff. Oh, yes, right, sir. Well, well, I love hey. you, brother. Now, we've been on here right at three hours, almost three and a half hours. And, All right, you better get off. Uh, well, I usually try to keep it around two because... When it gets goes beyond that, maybe two and a half hours, uh, people begin to, um, you know, get, I'm not saying irritated, but, you know, it gets to be a bit much for them, you know. Yes, sir. But, but with that, you know, I do appreciate, uh, you know, the knowledge you put forth and everything like that. And, uh, you know, it's been a great call all around tonight. And hopefully the people are going to go back and re-listen to it and get the full gist of what we're endeavoring to put out there and what White Wolf's putting out there to where, you know, we can all grow thereby and understand and be blessed. And with that, I love you and I appreciate you and each and everyone on here, uh, Falcon Dew, Truth Bug, Lilu, Guest 21, you know, Meta Truth. 
Guest Chan, 12, Denzel, White Wolf, and a few others on the Guest 9. You know, all in all, I love and appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, thank you for your time and your participation. You know, we love you and appreciate you. We'll be back here next Sunday, same time, same place. We'd love to have you back. Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect divine health. With that, I'm going to end the call. We love you now. Shalom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.